This is the One Piece Podcast, episode 543 for the week of Monday, October 29th, 2018. My name is Zach. My name is Ed. And my name is Alex. And on today's show, returning, very special guest translator for One Piece and Weekly Shonen Jump, we have Stephen Paul back with us. How's it going, Stephen? Hey guys, what's up? I have returned to save this podcast. <laughs> uh, he really is the shanks of this podcast, let's be honest. So <laughs> if, if he's the shanks, I wonder who our next guest is. Um, we'll let him introduce his character. Uh, he is the writer for one, the official One Piece, we- a writer for the official One Piece website and uh, a contributor for V-Jump. Uh, he, you may have seen him on Hokotate and many, many other places. We have Greg with us. How's it going, Greg? Hey! hey. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh my god. This is almost how I actually sound. I almost have the crusty voice down. Uh, I'm trying to... A <laughs> little, little bit of a cold here, but uh, I have a day off, so uh, I'm going to spend it with you guys. A uh, little bit of cold, a lot of bit of cheese. <laughs> this, is, this is who we are. We're the Shanks and Krusty of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so wouldn't he be buggy? Um, anyway, uh, we also have, it is her birthday today, and she decided to spend it with us, which was a very poor decision. We have our contributor, Jill, with us. How's it going, Jill? Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, happy to be on. I don't think I've been on for a while. Um, thank you for the birthday wishes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Maddie is always, is in the background here. So hi, Maddie. Um, (laughs) she's our official artist who has been doing, I'm going to say a fantastic job with all of our images. If you do not go to the one piece website, you're missing out on at least, I'm going to say 70% of the fun of this podcast. Uh, so go to onepiecepodcast.com and you could also check out you know, as a good segue here on our Patreon, you could see all the, uh, not rejected, but all the alternate designs, which are always really tough to decide between. Uh, those are on patreon.com slash one piece podcast as well. Um, so definitely check those out. We also posted two new episodes on Patreon. One, um, is our very long overdue Patreon exclusive episodes, which includes exclusives, outtakes, a lot of discussion about the series Disenchantment for some reason, uh, which I forgot that we had talked about. It was all the rage for a month. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and a lot more. Uh, there's over an hour of material there. Plus, we have a special extended version of the Dressrosa Part 1 read-through, which includes us discussing our read-through before we start talking about it. Uh, there's lots of Twix analogies, so please enjoy that. The episode comes out for everyone this Friday, so don't worry uh, if you're not on Patreon. But if you want to listen to the extended version, which is well over two and a half hours of just the first part of Dressrosa, you should listen to it. Um, and Stephen, little tiny bit of news this week, if you want to tell people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we know now that uh, the next volume of One Piece uh, 91 will be coming out the first week of December, um, which seemed like it was a little sudden to me, I guess. But um, especially since I think the last one maybe came out pretty close to like the material that uh, was in it. But uh, yeah, that'll be, it'll be coming out uh, early December uh, for us to go through. No other details than that. It's just like the Amazon listing is up and stuff. So um, it is uh, coming in a couple of weeks. I completely forgot. There is actually some more manga related news. And I, I believe this is either from Adil or Kelly. 
Uh, thank you for posting this on our Twitter account. The Viz uh, releases have all been announced uh, for all of 2019. Um, oh. Uh, and this is going to be on February 5th, Volume 89. March 5th, Omnibus 27. So that's Volume 79 through 81. On May 7th, Volume 90. So they're starting to catch up here. June 4th, Omnibus 28. So that's Volumes 82 through 84. The big one on July 2nd, the second Color Wall Compendium. On July yeah. 2nd, 2019, that's Water 7 through the Paramount War. So that's really, what was that through? Eagle, Lion? Not Lion, I'm sorry, Lion was the first one. One, one of the uh, animals. Tyrannosaurus? Gorilla. Gorilla. Um, and August 6th is uh, Volume 91, which hasn't even come out yet in Japanese. But this is going to be a little less than a year from now. So that's really cool. Uh, you could look forward to all of that in 2019, which sounds like it'll be a fun year uh, in manga is releases. It, Zach, yeah, I'm just curious. Um, I don't. I'm not up and up and uh, to date with the uh, the foreign releases, but are they catching up to the Japanese release? Like, are are the latest English volumes catching up to the the latest Japanese volumes? How does that uh, work? They're like four. They're like four volumes behind. I'd say. They're usually Four a year. They're, it's usually around a year, but it seems to be kind of, or maybe maybe it's like three quarters of a year, Stephen. I, I think mean, the I, I think it kind of serendipitously uh generally aligns with whatever is happening in the anime at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Usually right, yeah. the it, it happens to be most of the time that the last chapter in an English volume when it's released is the episode. That is airing in the anime, so that probably gives you a good idea of <laughs> wow. the log. Yeah, it's and works it's, out pretty well. It usually works out, out almost perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen is the one who plans it. He sits yep. there and he's like, "Yes." Yep. Um, <laughs> so we got a good chapter to go through uh, this week. Um, we have chapter what is it, nine hundred and twenty-two, Supreme Commander Kaido of the Animal Kingdom Pirates. Is this the longest uh, chapter title we've had? I feel. Um, oh it's, it's a big Probably one. Not. Um, and we also have, uh, I think there's a double anime recap. Ed. It's a triple anime recap for wow. eight, 857, 58, and 59. Um, there Holy you go. smokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I mean, they are, they're okay episodes. They're slow episodes. So it was, um, we were able to compress it into a relatively short period of time. And I'm going to just guess here, Luffy versus Katakuri. Oh, for like an episode and a half, and then we get like an episode and a half on Nuts Island with them. Oh yeah, and I saw Oven and uh, Pounder coming up soon, right? Or and, are they? Uh, yeah, that's that was the last episode. Okay, and, uh, I need to watch. We get, I don't know, I don't remember if this was in the manga or not, but we get like an an, an episode and a half of Rabbit season, like Duck oh, season, yeah. And she finally does the joke at like at the very end of it. Perfect very, with Brulee. It's very good. That's great. Um. Okay, so why don't we get into that? We also piece together in trivia. Let's get started. This is the manga recap for chapter 922, Supreme Commander Kaido of the Animal Kingdom Pirates. Uh, Steven, can you explain what, what's going on in the title before we start? Okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to note something here that uh, is an interesting choice, I guess, uh, of uh, titles here, which I translated as Supreme Commander. So the uh, the word in Japanese is Sotoku, which uh, literally means, like the kanji means overall 
um, commander or manager or director. Um, and it is usually translated because of like the historical precedent or the historical usage of this. Like if you look back at, okay, what are, what are actual offices or positions that have been titled this? Um, it is often translated in English as either governor general or viceroy or, uh, you know, there's, I think there's one or two other, um, historical uses. Uh, and, uh, and those are all, um, you know, different terms for a, a governor or someone who is in charge um, over a territory f- on the behalf of another party. So in other words, it's like a colonial leader. Um, so in Japanese history, uh, Sotoku was the um, the office of the governor general of Korea or of Taiwan and, uh, you know, other occupied areas uh, before World War II and the end of, you know, the imperial Japan. Um, but it's kind of hard to say if that, you know, if that really applies, how, how much does this really apply to this situation in Wano, particularly because he just used this term for, uh, Vince Smoke Judge in, uh, Germa, Germa, and I translated that as Generalissimo, um, which was, you know, kind of as much about, uh, just, just the way that he looked as anything else. It wasn't a 30 um, Rock reference that time? Um, well, it could have been. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, look, Judge, he, he married his wife. He's clearly he's got some, uh, you know, he can sweep the ladies off their feet, especially old ladies. Um, so, uh, yeah, the uh, basically, obviously, I wasn't going to translate him as Generalissimo Kaido because that would just kind of seem a little weird to use that two arcs in a row the way that Oda did. I like um, it. <laughs> and, and I wasn't sure like, okay, does that, you know, would it be really accurate to the, because, you know, everyone's going to take the, the, the title and like, okay, well this is, you know, this is clearly, you know, I looked it up on Wikipedia and this is referring to this specific thing. So that means that this and this and this, and I don't know if we can necessarily extrapolate that sort of information from uh, the choice of title. So I just kind of translated the kanji directly to, to mean, Supreme Commander, because uh, you know you can take that a number of different ways, I guess. So not to spend um, it's more versatile. Not to spend thirty minutes on the title, but mm-hmm. um, because I know we're going to get someone who's like, "Wow, they talked about the title for twenty minutes." Um, but I, I'm guessing Oda has a somewhat negative uh, connotation toward the term. I mean, it does have a negative. It sounds like it has a negative historical connotation as well. But the fact that he's using it for two, I think, pretty objectively, kind of bad guys at this point. Right? Um, do you think there's any? Um, do you think that's there, or do you think that's? I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I kind of take them just to be sort of menacing in general. Like, you know, he didn't, he didn't want to just use the same old like, oh, the captain, so and so. Right. Um, you know, he wants things that sound big and grandiose. Um, and uh, you know, doesn't want to always use the same stuff. So I, I that that's my guess on uh, where this came from, but. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know for sure. Obviously. I mean, in the podcast chat, we were kind of comparing this to a Star Wars title, and it definitely does Darth, sound like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Darth Kaido. Uh, if, you know, why just not? say it in a British accent? And there you go, Supreme Commander. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, what's going on on the front page here? I wish Sam was here. Um, this is the this is Koala teaching Kung Fu Dugongs the ways of Fishman Karate. By from Saku. <laughs> Wait, is that actually? I should be asking Greg this if you or Greg or Stephen. 
Uh, is that supposed to be pronounced like meh? Well, remember that meh is like a goat sound in Japanese. Oh. Meh. <laughs> okay. So that's probably more like maybe it's like, like a maybe it's a nonplussed goat. Like he's just like meh. Um, I like my way better. Uh, or one of Enter's flunkies. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about them. Um, yeah. So, any oh, thoughts on this? Uh, this uh, oh, this cover page was directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I, I mean, do, we know. Do you Oda. like to explain? <laughs> oh uh, no, just look at her foot. Does he have a foot fetish? Tarantino? Tarantino? Yeah. Yes. Thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. I mean, that's usually, I, that's, that's usually the joke I, I, I say when someone's foot's in the middle of the thing. I, I really like, I, I really like this one. Um, uh, I was going to say, I really like feet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like Kung Fu dugongs, Alex. Um, uh, too bad you can't see their feet. Am I right? <laughs> I don't think they have feet, sir. <laughs> um, no, it, this is just, this is a, we, we haven't really seen Koala and don't take this the way that Alex is taking this right now. We haven't seen Koala in, in this kind of way before. Actually showing uh, showing her Fishman Karate uh, skills. Yeah, this is, I, I actually love this cover yeah, face. Yeah. It's great. It's probably one of my I like their, I like their little, their, their little, did they like paint that on or is that a shirt? Uh, I, 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 I think they were wearing shirts, weren't they, in Alabasta? I don't know if that's part of their body or not, but... Uh, all I know is that now I can't stop thinking about them actually having little tiny feet, like little tiny human feet, like on the bottom of them. We just can't or, see them. Or like stuffed in a sock and their tails are just like socks. <laughs> <laughs> this way like backwards, backwards feet. Like I just, I now my, I just imagining Kung Fu Dugong with feet. Like, this is the, this went in the weirdest direction. <laughs> like there's that picture. 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Like that, that picture of Kirby, like without shoes, and it's like just fucking five toed, big fat. I saw that. That's terrible. I'm just imagining Kung Fu Dugongs with those. You made this extremely adorable front page into the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, you are welcome. Welcome to the One Piece podcast. Why don't we start the chapter, Ed? Sure. So, Kaido's a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read the last chapter? <laughs> like, Come on. Yeah, I guess Luffy uh, read the last chapter. Um, yeah. I don't uh, know. I thought it was Oni. <laughs> previously on One Piece. Yeah. Um, but Kinemon clarifies yes, that creature there is Kaido. He can transform into a dragon. And we can see that the storm is localized directly over Okobore Town. And um, yeah, everyone, everyone is astonished. Sanji, the cigarette doesn't fall out of his mouth, but I feel like it should. Uh, ah, and Momonosuke turns into a dragon, and this, this surprises the Kunoichi. Uh, Kiku is also a little... she's surprised. But uh, no time to explain, Kinemon will explain it later. He is in this dreadful state. He's the, the, the form of a hateful dragon. But um, Luffy notices that it's over Okobore town, and uh, Kinemon is still confused as to why Kaida would appear in Kuri without warning. It's interesting how they like they do that in full like super close up, like where his face is like half cut off. I like that panel there, um, but that's not the point. The point here is that <laughs> law, <laughs> the law has been holding back on Kinemon. Yeah, uh, 
Straw Hat, Zoro, and I all blew our cover there. You what? And <laughs> kind of, <laughs> I love Sanji's reaction. What kind yeah. of shut operation are you running, Law? Uh, I love that translation, I mean, Stephen. That's as though, it, yeah. as though it could ever be lost. Is that fault. like a, a Looney Tunes line? I'm like trying to remember what kind of shoddy operation. It's I feel like I've heard it. It's a, a, it's a stock line. I yeah, feel. yeah, but I like it there a lot. It really works. Three Stooges line, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess it could probably be a Three Stooges line. Go ahead, Ed. We cheat him on how. Um, if there's anyone who doesn't have the right to criticize me, it's the Straw Hat Pirates. And uh, he's right about that. Must be Luffy's fault. Chopper and Nami apologize, whatever it is. Oh, okay. That was. I thought those were both Chopper, but yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Um, I love that gag. That's <laughs> Law, yeah. Law has no reason to be berated there. None of that was Law's fault. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're, we jump on Law it's quick. Ho- but. In a way, it's Hoffman's fault. But it's mostly, in another more no. accurate way, it's Luffy's fault. <laughs> it's especially Luffy, but especially Hawkins. Um, anyway, Stephen. All right, so Law is going to take us on a flashback. Uh, and he he says, don't worry, that's all that happened. He prefaces, he says, let's start at the beginning. So Kaido is making weapons in this country while he does deals with Doflamingo and Caesar the artificial devil fruits known as smile and so we see little uh, personifications of all these things yeah well don't uh, caesar from happier times yeah just uh yeah good old uh yucking it up and uh the, we destroyed the factories that did all the heavy lifting on punk hazard and dress rosa and sent his trading partner to prison so in other words, yeah, we kind of messed with his stuff. He was minding, they were minding their own business and then uh, we messed with them. All he wants is me and Straw Hat. And uh, speaking of whom, Luffy is just tearing off a huge dust cloud uh, coming off his feet. Where are you going, Luffy? And uh, uh, Loss, Loss says, don't chase him, I will go. And he explains why, because if anyone else gets exposed, they will know that all of the Straw Hat and Heart pirates are here. And so there will be a whole nationwide manhunt for them. Uh, we have to be rational. Uh, we, we're the only ones who were spotted, he says, referring to you know himself and Luffy. Your plan is still safe, understand? And, uh, and so Kinemon is I, you know, apparently mollified, but he says, what will you do? Uh and Law explains that, uh, well, I wish I could just let him go, um, but he's already gotten involved. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's gotten his, uh, his hands dirty with the people of this nation. If he gets emotionally attached, it is going to affect the plan. So uh, there's no point to this whole alliance if we don't have everyone already all on the same page at the same place at the same time when uh the shit goes down in other words so uh i will i'll handle this just don't show yourselves in public and then uh you know he uses his little um uh what what is it called Replace, replacement jutsu uh to um uh, teleport um off into the distance as uh, beppo calls out for him that one called tact maybe well, yeah, I mean, laws for I was talking I, about I the, didn't notice he, the, like, the, keeps, the ninja term. He keeps ah, yes. popping down, like, you could see, I guess that's his trail. Quick, you know, if you don't yeah. have to run, why run? 
Exactly. Uh, Craig. Um, oh, and, I'm sorry. And, the, and then the, the last image we get is of uh, Sanji, who I guess is kind of the de facto leader of the crew here um, without Luffy. And he's like, man, he was just gone for hours. And what has he gotten himself into? Man, come on, Luffy. <laughs> Sanji's been so, ridiculous. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Uh, actually, that was that was almost a, a perfect transition from Zach. Speaking of running, uh, we're taken to Bakura Town. And uh, everybody's looking at me and go, oh, it's Master Kaido! And everybody's uh, running for their lives. And uh, Hawkins, of course, is is completely unfazed by this. And he's visiting in person. And uh, Hold'em hold and uh, Kamijiro are, are worried that uh, Kaido's coming to take their head because uh, he failed. Ow. And uh, then we go up. This is a little bit confusing, but you go up now to the Okobore town. <laughs> and it shows you what's going on there. And it's run, run for your life! Just just chaos. Um, telling people to abandon the town. And Suter's there. And uh, they're like, Suter, you gotta clear out of here! And she's like, I know, I know. She's totally cool. And uh, that brings us down to the big spread. The uh, This is it, folks. Oda's been waiting for this. Um, this is a big panel. The 2018 Wano Kuni uh, Godzilla Fun Run. Uh, this is it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> this, is, this is it, folks. Um, <laughs> I I can only see uh, King Ghidra uh, there. I can only imagine that there are two other heads um, somewhere hidden there. But uh, this looks great. Everybody's just just tearing out, and and Kaido is just looming over this uh, over this town. Uh, and you've got uh, Shutemaru retreat to the far or uh, Shutemaru slash what is it uh, Ashira. Yeah. Uh retreat to the forest, the Tamayama Thieves Brigade. No reason to mess with him. And uh, I heard that there was a mighty brigand deep in the forests of Kuri. Shuten Maru. And uh Yeah, that's our that's our page. Great. Good, good great voice page. there. You see, that's why being sick is so good. He you're, you wouldn't yeah. have been able to do that. Only I could be like this all the time. Worthy, also, worthy voice of cool. only, Greg. i also love the word brigand so much anyway go ahead alex yeah oh yeah i just noticed his ears uh kaido's ears hiding behind those horns oh yeah king kaidora uh (laughs) (laughs) um anyway jill all right uh so then we get the glances between the two of them he says in fact i remember you and we go into mini flashback with you tomorrow um and we see that it is indeed his silhouette um, fighting back in Kaido 20 years ago. Um, Probably. And someone else. Huh, what? Probably 20 years ago. Does he say Probably it was 20? 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, and that other person yeah. is was also in the silhouette that uh, Kinemon had, right? Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's either, what were the other two names? Kawamatsu or in Denjiro, I think, or the other ones. Yeah. I don't think that. That sounds right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> And then in a complete uh, turn face, uh, <laughs> but the past is the past. If you agree to work for me, then it's all wonder on the bridge. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I should have given Alex this page or Ed just for the burps, but um, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> just for the burps. <laughs> and Jack is wait, Kaido, are you drunk? You, you're drunk, Kaido. Drunk. Go home. <laughs> He's drunk. I love this idea of Kaido just, just I don't know, like 
drunkenly leaving the office to just he hears there's a commotion. He's just like, wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go there. <laughs> just like a big, like a big Kaido is this big ass dragon trying to get into his car and he keeps dropping his keys. <laughs> do you know what I was imagining this whole time? I was imagining like Jack trying to get him to like go into AA or something, but he's like a giant dragon sitting in like a basement of somewhere, just saying. Guys, I got a problem, and just accidentally blowing up the entire place. Um, He's wearing like a tiny little robe and a, a little. Mister <laughs> Kaido, this is a Girl Scout meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Want some fucking cookies? Don't cry for me. I can't be dead. Um, and so they're uh, they've got a medic apparently. Um. Patching up Jack since he got cut last time. And he said, uh, I thought it was strange that he suddenly showed up in Curry. Because I guess this is just what he does when he's drunk. Um, and Shutenmaru says, I can't get away. Should I strike back to create an opening? Um, and as the next panel, we see that Kaido is, I'm assuming, like, the equivalent of drunk driving. Yeah. Just, like, crashing into buildings. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. that. I did not realize that. Yeah, and Jack's basically being like, "Hey, um, yeah, you don't care, really care that much about the citizens, but we need their labor, so uh, you can yell at them, but please don't destroy all of Curry." Um, <laughs> we just cut back to Luffy running and looking at the far off town at the drunken spectacle that <laughs> Kaido has created. Hey, I mean, like this this manga is getting more and more socialist all the time. The workers of Wano have nothing to lose but their chains. <laughs> Good point. Uh, I think I think it's I think it's super funny that like him just showing up in Korea is the equivalent of drunk dialing, <laughs> <laughs> drunk driving. No, and drunk dialing. A little both. Like, call me, call call me. calling up an old girlfriend, like, oh, Kaido, yeah, are you drunk? Come to me, leave your ex. No, no, it's Kaido talking to Shuten Maru that is the drunk dialing. Yes. Uh, the yes. drunk, but he drunk drove to drunk dial. <laughs> drunk driving and texting. Well, it, 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 it's something like that. Um, Breaking all the rules. This really just goes to show how dangerous a, a drunk driver could be, guys. You know, this this is that's really the lesson that Oda's trying to get across here. Anyway, um, before before we go on, actually, I, uh, on a more I guess serious note, I I really like it's a very small uh, section of the the page, but I do like the effect of just these last few panels of cutting to Luffy running, and you know, like there's lots of speed lines, so there's a good sense of movement, and then having like even in that tiny panel, like the um, the perspective of luffy in the foreground and you see you know the giant gate and the dragon in oh, yeah. the distance and it it gives you a really good sense of like okay luffy's sort of running you you could practically see it scrolling in the background very slowly as he's running um and it you know it gives you a good sense of scale um as he, he just you know, needs he, to be a wolf and then it's okami mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or i remember Princess that or something um I think Oda really does a like exceptional job this chapter of um, movement, and we'll get to that a little mm. later, I'm sure. Um, so speaking of uh, Luf, uh, sorry, Traffy uh, randomly uh, pops up behind uh, Luffy. Well, not randomly, purposefully, and uh, says and you know yells to Luffy, and uh, he's like, uh, "Do you suppose the?" Oak-? And Luffy asks uh, whether. 
Traffy supposes that the Okabore folks are all right. And he's like, you idiot. This is what happens when you do good things for people. Okay. Just be an asshole like me and things will be fine. That's totally exactly what he says there. Um, and meanwhile, we see uh, also running now is Kinemon and Kiku, who said, why did you not tell me earlier, Kiku, um, that, that uh, Suru was in, uh, that's uh, Okabori town. Um, and he, she apologizes in, in her normal fashion. Um, and and Kinemon's like, how could she have not taken another husband? It's been 20 years to protect her. Um and I think, by the way, I think Suru is pretty good at, I think she could defend herself. Um, so, right. So far, it seems that she. Sure. Yeah. As much as anyone can against Kaido. Well, I mean, no, no one could defend themselves against Kaido. <laughs> this is a common thing, like a common trip in samurai movies as well. Like if a, I bet, uh, at least in all the ones that I've seen, uh, if somebody's husband dies off or if they go away, then they uh, marry, marry anew. Mm-hmm. I also like to point out that so you know, given that Sudo was not uh, part of the uh, you know time traveled group, uh, the fact that she's probably got to be at least what like forty or forty five, maybe I don't know how, how old, old is Kinemon? Kinemon is, but uh, she's she's look, she's keeping it together pretty well. I have to say, she looks just like a she, painting. She's, <laughs> she she's got beauty tips from Custard. <laughs> Uh, Kinemon. Who, okay, two two specific. Um, she's one of Big Mom's oldest daughters, and she looks like like she could be with Pudding. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, that's... yeah, Charlotte Custard, recently revealed in uh, Volume Four of the One Piece magazine. Go buy it on store shelves today. I have it on my shelf. Back. So we don't know Kinemon's uh, age, but we know his birthday is January twenty ninth, and most importantly, he is nine foot one inch. Um, <laughs> That, that extra inch is important. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, you know what they say. I mean, maybe this is why she didn't want to take another husband. She's like, this guy's nine foot. You know what that means? Nine foot tall. You know what that means? He's a long, long man. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Oh, so, my God. So, not, I have gotten to the third panel on this page. Um, as Hawkins is on top of his, uh, what, what kind of mystical creature is this? Did we, like, uh, figure it out? The Kieran? reindeer kind of thing? What? The Kieran. Washua right? Kirinja. Oh, that's what the beer's named after, right? It's the same. It's also the, the, the deer thing that's on the bottle. Right, yeah, no, I, I just put two and two together. It's also um, a giraffe, like Greg just said. Oh, I yep. like, uh, we all like giraffes here. Uh, anyway, uh, Hawkins emotes for the first time in the series uh saying commander kaido and we see kaido's talon coming down uh and hawkins uh he blabs you know he's like if you're searching for luffy and law um and uh this this grabs uh what what are we gonna call drunk kaido we should definitely have like a a nickname for drunk kaido here or happy drunk kaido your drunk name is oh wait he doesn't have a last name does he never mind just like mush it into one word, just like Drunkaido. <laughs> there you go. Maddie, are you trying to make your own episode title? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, um, actually, that does mash together really well, though. Um, notices, uh, ah, there's Hawkins there. And uh, 
we we came up with like oh Stephen, I might as well ask you now you're here. Um, does uh, Shintumar Shutenmaru have a similar uh, affectation to his voice as Kizaru does? Kizaru, not Kizaru. Uh, I'm sorry, Fujitora, Fujitora. Um, not. Uh, not not intentionally i guess uh, the problem is that like all you know there's all these different characters in this arc and they all have like very kind of hyper locally specific accents uh like from different prefectures of japan uh and so it's very hard to like differentiate all of those and kind of keep them true to the character as well so i i mean i I sort of get. Yeah, I think you know, Alex picked up on the a, a bit of the kind of Louisiana like Foghorn Leghorn type of thing in the last chapter, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't. I mean, that's not necessarily like my number one choice for how to go with it, but um, or how I wanted to what I wanted people to um, associate him with. But he does kind of have this you know, to me, because of the way that he's drawn in like his character, that he's kind of got this cynical world weariness. So I kind of imagine him having like sort of a deep voice and also maybe talking a bit slower, like, Oh, ain't that the headliner? Uh, you know, <laughs> that, that sort of thing. So I don't know. That's, that's what I hear in my head. Um, okay. So there you go. I, I was, I was wondering about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hawkins continues to spill the beans. As he said, they're hiding the ruins of Odin castle. And uh, the Jack is shocked about this. He says, Hawkins, is this true? Um, and you get a in the middle there a, a cool little panel of like Hawkins just like being like, oh, this guy. Um, and <laughs> Kaido uh, exclaims, Odin Castle? And uh, Hawkins said, Jack obviously suspicious that he, Hawkins is just trying to distract Kaido in his drunken stupor, uh, saying that this is not just a lie to contain his rampage. Uh, kind of similar, I guess, to the hunger pangs in, in Big Mom here, but saying that um, perhaps uh, it's because that particular legend, uh, that same thing that, what's her name? Uh, can, uh, Toki. Toki, thank you. Um, it's perhaps because of uh, Toki's legend approaching, but uh, people have spoken about eerie light uh, sightings near the peak and this is only bound to inflame Shogun Orochi's fears. And so, if uh, those old castle ruins were erased while empty, it should kill two birds with one stone. And Jack is putting two and two together here. <laughs> Jack's a little slow. Yeah, Jack doesn't seem like the brightest tool in the box. Um, <laughs> <brightest tool. laughs> Hawkins, Hawkins give him the side eyes. It's, it's very... You yeah. can't tool me twice. Hawkins, Hawkins, is talk- he's, he's very much talking down. I think definitely. I think Hawkins, Hawkins thinks he's smarter than all of them. Like I, I don't think. I mean, Jack, I think, just seems like a guy who will like uh, do whatever he's told, no matter what, and is just you know head headstrong is the word I'm looking for. But is this um, not just what Parasparo did with Big Mom? But instead of hunger pains, Kaido's just drunk. <laughs> but the the difference here is that Hawkins is telling the truth and he's being smart about it. It's it's, it's well, like, but, but he, he doesn't think he's telling the truth though. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh. coincidentally, yeah. he thinks that he is lying about this to the giving him a story, but it's actually oh, oh, true. I, I misread it. But I thought he not, said it's not. Luffy really and Law have left the ruins, so it it is a lie. <laughs> yeah, but the rest of them are, are gonna die. That's really okay. I I misread that. Obviously, that's hilarious. Uh, Alex. Yeah, that, 
I, I got to like the second time I read it, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, because <laughs> I read like I I saw the no right before the it's merely a lie, and I read it as it's it's not merely a lie, or it's no mere lie. That's how I read it. Um, it's, almost, but, it's like it's almost like an Abbott and Costello routine. <laughs> like, <laughs> how much does he understand, and how much is a lie? No, that's the lie, but it's well, well, it's actually not a lie, but it is a lie. But gullible drunk Kaido Alex. Yeah. So uh, we have a shot from Kaido's point of view, or I guess his shoulder's point of view, if you could call that a shoulder, uh, right above Okabori Town, facing Odin Castle. And he says, Did you say Odin Castle? Old memories. It does make for a good hideout. So that's where they are, the ones who stole my smile fruits. Those hateful brats! And he thinks back to uh, the uh, the um, uh, chapter eight hundred. Wow! Yeah, that's right. The wedding uh, the wedding announcement uh, <laughs> of Straw Hat and Luffy. <laughs> um, and uh, before he can even think about anything else, do you else, mean Luffy and Law? <laughs> what did I say? You said Straw Hat Straw and Luffy. And Luffy. Well, that's they've been married for they've a long married. time yeah. already. Common yeah. law married for a while. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, no, it's it's not a common law. Come on, that's really no, that's that's a Trafalgar law. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh so, snap! Yeah, so I guess they're Trafalgar law married. Tra- anyway, Trafalgar law married. <laughs> <laughs> Trafalgar lawfully married. Yes, yeah, right. so, <laughs> okay. Uh, we right. have a lot of choices so, this week. Yeah, happy bur- happy birthday, Jill. Uh, <laughs> 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 um. Uh, well, as anyone does, where they're in a drunken rage, he uh, swooshes towards Odin Castle before he can think about anything else, hiccuping along the way, uh, saying that they won't get away from him, and they barely just—he just barely misses uh, Shoot Tomorrow's top knot, and and he thinks to himself, "On oh, the ruins of Odin Castle." <laughs> Meanwhile, at the ruin, the ruins of Odin Castle. Uh, I love how the, the 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 henchmen are getting blown away by Kaido flying. Yeah, very like very cool. He's very low to the ground, <laughs> super dangerous. Uh, very low flying plane. So meanwhile, at the ruins of Un Castle, uh, Kaido is headed right for us. Uh, it's it's basically everybody but um, Law and Luffy. Uh, as as uh, well, and I guess Kiku, she's not there yet. Um, and you can see Shinobu is is tending to uh, Momonosuke, who's uh, currently in dragon form, as he was at the beginning of the chapter. Uh, and Beppo says, is it me, or is that thing coming closer to us? Oh, good God, no. Uh, as <laughs> <laughs> as uh, our, our buddies, Hegman and Shachi are uh, binocular in. Uh, they're peeping what's coming towards them. Uh, <laughs> I just love, and I know this is supposed to be a serious moment, but I love the idea of them thinking, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, good God, no. <laughs> this is clearly like, like, supposed to be flying. Like, yeah. really badly, like, swerving like a car would. Nah. Well, <laughs> with the coiled thing, no, that's actually how Eastern Dragons are kind yeah. of like- they fly, but uh, you know, I want to. I want to see this animated. Just him all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
like making these kind of noises. Uh, I want him to actually be making. Yeah, I want to see him actually making those kind of noises though, as he flies, like he makes flying noises because he's drunk. But since he's big, it's going to sound like the base New York Police Department sirens. And Ed only knows about those because they keep coming out on my recordings. <laughs> so, uh, That's the sound of the Kaido. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the popo. Uh, the Kaido. Uh, so um, Brooke and Nami and Sanji and uh, well, everybody else. They're they're uh, they're super super scared. Uh, Sanji remarks that there's no way he could spot us from a distance, which is true. Uh, but he's going on a hunch that someone told him. But he's coming, and we got to get out of here. And that is. Uh, that panel of Kaido right there is very reminiscent of the opening of uh, the second Dragon Ball Z opening. We got power. We got a power, rather. So we gotta get out of here. Uh, and we have a, another really great, um, great panel of Luffy yeah. and Kaido just barely passing each other. Um, really gives you that sense of scale and, and That's urgency. That's amazing. I, love, I, I love, love these. Yeah. These yeah. are great. Um, please don't stop Oda. And uh, he Pulls up uh, from Okabari Town, uh, maybe just barely scratching the top of that building, uh, and uh, goes right up towards Odin Castle, opens his big old dragon mouth, and <laughs> gives himself a a Pokemon move order: blast breath. He's a, he's <laughs> a fire in his laser. He is a yeah. He's a charge in his laser. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, go ahead. And with a flash, we see. Uh, Nami and the rest of the crew getting a face full of whatever that is. I Oda's some of the best stuff Oda does is with lighting effects. I did not even <laughs> notice the shadow of Nami's hand on her face, like kind of. So good. That's amazing, and also just and also the shadow on the sound effect is super cool. Mm. Oh wow, yeah, I didn't notice that. That's super. Yeah, it's really cool. Little, it, it gets it just gets even cooler, right, Ed? I don't know. I feel like this is the kind of drawing that, like, you see in manga, like right before the bomb goes off, it, like the bomb. So you, anyway. it's that silence that, like, yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. yeah. But uh, he he uh, he fired it. Oh 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 god, he fired it. Uh, yeah, he he blew the building down. They're all dead. He's he's <laughs> blowing he's blowing his bubblegum beam. R R I P <laughs> the Straw Hats again. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, fun but, while it lasted. Nine hundred twenty-two chapters, and, and you see the reaction. The uh, the rubble is flying. Luffy is astonished, but they don't. Uh, Oda doesn't over character tries the face. It's very underplayed, and subtle. Zoom in on his eye for you know maximum horror. Uh, back in um, I guess it's back in or. Bakura Town, yeah. Bakura, right? Yeah, uh, with un, under the uh, under the rear legs of of Kaido here. He saved uh, the the caricature for for Hold'em. Yeah, <laughs> he's obviously have never seen that before. He's foaming out of both mouths. Yeah. Oh God, I hope that's foam. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he uh, shooting Mara says he blasted Odin Castle, the bastard. I love that view of him from beyond the gate. That's good. It's all mm-hmm. good. Yeah, the the debris continues to fly, like the uh, sign of Odin's name above Odin Castle, and uh, it's over in an instant. Hawkins says, "Not enough time for that to have cleared his mind of the stupor." Jack says, "Yeah, normal rules don't apply to him." 
<laughs> I have no idea what they've done. I, no I, idea. I think Jack knows Kaido a lot better too. So no, no, it's not even that. But like you know, that Hawkins was lying, and no, no, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, Alex, finish us. Yeah. So uh, I guess that means Kaido is still drunk when that happened. Uh, oh, so, guarantee that yeah. <laughs> he's still fucking drunk. And he's, yeah, he's still, still, still a, still a drunk guy. Uh, drunk Kaido. Um, he's gonna have a wicked hangover for more than one reason. Oh boy, Jesus! Imagine something that. Not if you stay hangover. drunk. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> what is he? Bender from Futurama? Um, or no, is that now? Now I forget what reference I'm making. Bender. Oh, okay. uh, so uh, Law notices that Luffy is gone. Um, and then we see a kid pointing at the sky, and what else could it be but a giant fist imbued with hockey? That's right. We get several uh, several camera angles, so to speak, of Luffy's gum gum elephant gun as he brings it down on an unsuspecting Kaido, and <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with a bagonk, <laughs> uh, which is a a, a great. Uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, uh, basically, he begonks Kaido right on the head. Um, and Luffy is angry, and Kaido looks pretty much like he is in a in a in some sort of a tizzy. And boy, do I love this drawing. Um, I, I was remarking before that we recorded that this looks like something out of Disney. Um, Oda drew, uh, when Ka- with Kaido's mouth is closed, he drew him like the, the crocodile in Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> where he's got these, uh, the teeth, the, the teeth, he's got like, uh, uh, varying, varying sizes, but like in groups of, of three or two. It's pretty great. Um, and I, I love how you see all the ripples, um, and folds in his snout. Uh, like that's such a, uh, it, it, this is a very, very good panel. And this is this is, and you know Oda drew this like personally, mm-hmm. so good. Well, yeah, I, he draws everything except the background. He said he draws everything that moves. No, but like it's this entire, like yeah. pretty much almost this no entire background. page. Yeah, it's like almost no background. Yeah. So, uh, so Stephen, before we close off, Bagunk, what is the, uh, what is that, um, what is that in Japanese? It is Beko, which is, I guess, I would say. The closest real world equivalent I can think of for that would be like, like, you know, when you have like, um, like an aluminum can or something like that. And it, it's the, the kind where you have like the, the seal and you can like sort of pop it in and out, like go <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of the, the, the sound of that. It's, uh, you know, sounds like that dice popper when you're playing sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Like he's, uh, you know, he's 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 popping him a good one. It's not like a kapow or like a kaboom, you know, like a dom type of thing. Um, so it's it's more like he's just cracking him a good punch. Um, and it and it is, and, you know, and I, I think it is a slightly like I was kind of doing with that that uh, sound demonstration. It, it is a slightly comical thing because as you can see from the expression on his face, uh, it's a it's a bit of a silly kind of punch you know like like you can tell it's it is menacing like it sort of feels like oh well if if you're gonna take out this giant dragon you may have you know if you may have wanted that first hit to uh to have obliterated him a little you know had more of an effect than this one um especially with the you know the crick the crick crack that kind of could also sound like uh you know veins popping 
um on his uh on his forehead style thing but uh um that's yeah that's kind of the it's it's an interesting mixture of um you know power and uh, a little bit of uh of slapstick i think yeah. basically luffy rolled well on initiative but not for damage <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, the thing is also when you're drunk and you get hurt, it hurts a lot less at the time. Uh, yeah. so that might also be part of it. Also, he's Kaido. <laughs> Alex, what were you going to say? Yeah. So uh, normally the babang, the sign of the, sham- the shamisen. I just imagine this being the like somebody breaking a shamisen over somebody else's head. <laughs> so like like yeah, I mentioned earlier, El Kabong, like very similar to that. <laughs> um, the sound effect on the previous page too with uh, Kaido's that Bakum, it like the mm-hmm. I noticed the fonts also uh, a little different than usual. Yeah, that one's very thick. Yeah, I mean, is that anything unusual? Or that, that seems I feel like we've heard that one before. Probably that one's a Bakum. So yeah, it's um. I guess when you lead off with Bokong, bo, bo it's it kind of seems more. I don't know. I guess the profile is more bassy, like it's it's less of a pow and more of like a boom. It's different than the the, don, the 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 don. Yeah, it is not. It's not a don. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, okay, why don't we uh, go around the horn, Jill? It's your birthday, so you go first. Jill, <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks. Um, I really enjoyed the chapter. Um, it was. Pretty like I mean Kaido being drunk is something I needed in my life, um, and him being like a drunk dragon, <laughs> drunkenly just blasting things over and running into buildings is pretty great. Um, that's all really good. Um, yeah, I mean I honestly didn't kind of see this twist where we're just all right, uh, roll initiative. We're immediately <laughs> gonna just start punching at Kaido. Can't I mean, obviously the straw hands are dead, but we're gonna see how they miraculously get out of this one. Um, and so Law and Luffy are kind of in it now, basically. Um, yeah, I had fun with it. I'm really excited to see what the next chapter brings. Yeah, um, let's go with uh, Steven. Um, gosh, uh, let's see. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of exposition and um, you know like the the stuff with law in the beginning is um, I think mostly rehashing things or kind of recontextualizing things that um, are not entirely new. But um, uh, the the kind of scene was was really cool. It's you know it's it, it is played partially comically I think with the with the drunkenness, but it's it's also not like super hilarious. Like, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of a, a mixture where it's not, it's not just as, uh, it's, it's not completely, uh, played for laughs. And obviously there's a lot of damage going on. Um, and I I can see, I get the feeling that this is not going to be just like, you know, the chuckle fest every time that Kaido shows up, up drunk. I am a little, a little concerned. I don't know if this is like the way that he wants to play it, but like we did mention during the recap, uh, it is definitely very simple. Like the way that they react to Kaido and kind of try to handle him is very similar to big mom's hunger pangs. Um, that, that sort of thing. I definitely, you know, I, I, I understand the usefulness of that as a kind of story device, as a way to, you know, kind of funnel your your characters towards certain actions that might make it easier to to tell the story in certain ways. 
Um, but I, you know, after having just done that, I, you know, I would kind of prefer not to lean too heavily on that, uh, kind of a story device, I guess, at this point, um, of like, oh, we have to watch out when Kaido is drunk because he's going to go mess things up and, uh, we don't know what he's going to do. You know, that's, uh, it, it, it seems very fresh still from, from Big Mom. Um, and, uh, other than that, I think I, I really loved the um, uh, like we, you know, we did stop and talk about the uh, the, the scenes where, you know, either Kaido is moving or the characters are moving and, you you know, you kind of get this sense of of scale. I think the uh, while we were sort of laughing about it, I think the the scene where the Straw Hats are just kind of sitting there on the mountain like they're they're figuring like, OK, well, we're safe over here. Nobody knows we're here. And, you know, just watching this gigantic horrifying creature in the distance and then having it immediately look at them and start to come towards them. I mean, that, that is like kind of, that, that is pants shittingly terrifying uh, to think about. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't think they undersold that, but they didn't, um, they didn't spend too much time with it. No. Um, but uh, you know, just like, I, I think the, um, uh, the framing, especially with that that first panel where you see them in the foreground and and Kaido in the background, I think you can kind of you can imagine that um, pretty vividly. And uh, so I think that all that stuff was was really effective. The you know the kind of the the forcefulness of uh, the uh, the breath attack and and Luffy's counterattack against uh, Kaido. I think all of that was uh, very kinetic and very impressive and um was cool I, you know i was not necessarily expecting the story to suddenly ramp up uh this much um but it was um uh it was very very impressive and i, I guess one one last thing this actually doesn't necessarily have as much to do with this chapter um but it was something that i did uh want to uh to point out with uh, with shutemaru um you know we we did talk about this last chapter i think brian especially was um uh was leading the charge on saying like yeah well it's it's pretty clear that the shutemaru is ashura doji um the you know the uh the character who was described as kind of being the uh, the local boss whom oden beat up in uh, in kuri back in the day and uh, and the you know the silhouette that you see as well um in the last chapter uh, makes it really clear that okay yes they're definitely the same character but i thought it was interesting that you can also tell it is the same character by the things that he says because if you remember uh shutemaru talking about how there's no there's no great samurai anymore like there's no you know worthy figures who are worth following and you know if you go back to that scene where they're talking about him like he was he was the guy and then odin showed him what, you know, a real man, what a real leader is by taking him out. And then he pledged fealty to Odin. And, uh, and that, you know, the disappearance of Odin is why he is so cynical now and is talking about, well, you know, we don't have a, a real guy who's a real man who is worth, uh, you know, ha- saving this country for. And that's why Wano is done for, et cetera. And I thought that was some some very good characterization um, that, you know, you can, you can piece the, the, the two topics together, but it is not necessarily like calling attention to itself. Um, So I, that, that made me more interesting, even though 
I'm not necessarily, I think, as sold on his character design as of yet. I thought that that was some good character work uh, on him. So I'm eager to see more from from Shoot Tomorrow. Yeah, there's definitely some more obvious uh, nods that they're the same person mm-hmm. yeah, in this yeah. in this chapter. Um, Greg. All right. Uh, lots of little things going on in this chapter that are interesting to look at, kind of like the characterization. I did a, a Twitter th- thread just a, just a few hours ago on how it's interesting that uh, we're able to laugh at uh, a, a villain like Kaido, uh, who, who is also then able to be shown to us as a terribly threatening character in different ways of doing that. Uh, but I'm, I'm not interested in speaking about that as much as I was really wondering how you guys would describe uh, Luffy's reaction to the, what is it called? Blast breath. Yeah. Blast breath. Um, <clears throat> and you, you did say, uh, I, I think if you go back, um, it was ho- horrified or you use that word. Yeah. And well, without over exaggerating his facial features. Right. Um, it, it's just enough uh, to show that, to show that. And, that was one of my big points. Well, it was my biggest point for my article um, regarding this chapter is, is Lu- what is Lu- what is going on in Luffy's mind there in those two panels? Because that's big. Um, it's not a comical like shock. It's not a, a, a an air and an L kind of like um, uh, nonplus kind of like hmm? kind of look. It's what what is going on in his head there? Um, because that can almost go comical. You can have, you, there could be a comical scene with Luffy having that exact mm-hmm. same facial reaction. Um, and I was wondering the first time I read it, I was like, is Luffy scared? Because this is something, you know, that, that really doesn't happen. Like he gets angry, he gets comically scared, but is he legitimately terrified uh, of what he's seeing? Um, <laughs> the angle is uh, the angle of the the panel. It's like um, it's like a Dutch angle. It's like a tilted mm-hmm. camera. It's 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 a very hor- it's either a horror or also, but it's also Batman campy. But it, it's also a horror angle. Mm-hmm. Yes, it it is. It's classic for that. And then it, you know a, a twisted view of something, and then lo and behold, the next the very next page answers that question. And it it was I I don't believe there was any horror behind it. But it was shock. He was shocked, but he wasn't scared, even though that's what's being depicted. And I think that's that's how he wanted the readers to feel. But what's in Luffy at that at that moment is nothing but pure anger. Um, when you see that that very last page, uh, Luffy on the left there, his veins almost going doflamingo level there, uh, the concentrated eyes, uh, irises. Um, <coughs> he is furious, and uh, this is. For Luffy to act out like this against the strongest creature in the world is is so it's so Luffy, and I know that that's a that's a recurring gag, but it's so Luffy that it just it just makes sense that he would react this way. And I love that Oda's bringing it to the forefront right now, because again, like the Kaido reveal, it's okay, okay, yeah, you guys you guys think you've seen something cool. Oh, you, you, you figured out that Kaido was a dragon, huh? You think that's surprising? You think that's interesting? Wait, I'm going to show you, I'm going to top load Wano Kuni. I'm going to unload all this these reveals that you think you guys are so clever for figuring out. Uh, I'm going to put Luffy up against Kaido right at the beginning. And, and let's see how all of this plays out, because you have no idea what's coming at the end of this arc. 
all of this is basically Oda throwing down the gauntlet. It is, it is, it's gloves off, no holds barred, and it just shows us that something amazing is coming uh, in this arc uh, in terms of, of, of what we're going to get as, as, as fans. I'm so, so excited, uh, so happy about that. And you just get this from, what is it? It's a, comp- it's a total of three panels that tell us this. Very, very excited. Because, I mean, you have to assume, you know, given where we are in this arc and where where the the story is in terms of developing itself, like, Kaido is just going to demolish Luffy. Like, Luffy cannot possibly stand a chance at this point. It makes no sense for him to win. While he's been drinking. (laughs) I guess that is true, yeah. This is going to knock him sober. (laughs) Knock him sober or just knock him out, period. Like, for the time being. Yeah. Yeah, like I that's, mean that's where I'm at. Yeah, like, yeah, he's drunk. He's also happy drunk, and we also have varying levels of drunkenness for this guy. So yeah, um, yeah that was a gag. Sad, yeah. happy, angry, um, and angry Kaido dragon drunk, drunk Kaido. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It sounds like what what are the new Super Saiyan levels in uh in uh Dragon Ball Super is the I don't uh, but you could call this one DUI Dragon Under the Influence. <laughs> oh I like uh, that. That's like a Dragon Quest uh enemy. <laughs> yes. Um okay, where are we? Um well, one, one oh, last yeah, thing I want to yeah. very quickly uh, of the many things little tiny things going on. Uh, somebody was, was sharp to point out the Shinobu uh, attending to Momonosuke. I think that we see two panels of that. And uh, before Shinobu, it's uh, Kinemon who's kind of uh, attending to him. And that's important because uh, he is probably suffering the trauma of having probably been taken up by Kaido and flown through the air, interrogated. He probably took... Um, this goes back to that uh, some of those uh, scenes that, that uh, Momonosuke recalled back when they were first entering uh, uh, Dressrosa. And we're probably going to get, in one of these flashbacks, a scene where Kaido picks him up, rips him off, and uh, takes him off into the sky and flies around with him, uh, trying to to either get information out of him or show him something. But uh, uh, he's probably suffering that right now, the the memories of that. Yeah, Yeah, there's definitely something going on there. Uh, I mean, that uh, that reminded me of when he went... uh, when he kind of blacked out on Punk Hazard and started using his like climbing clouds ability. Right. Oh yeah. And yeah. wasn't there a silhouette of something going on there? Too? It was that, like, was Do Flamingo. that was Doflamingo. Do Flamingo, oh, yeah. 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 I, I, it's been a long, that was a long time but, ago. <laughs> but he did say, what was the line from, I was, was like, just, I was just tempted to go look up uh, which volume it, yeah, it was, I, but I mean, you know, there was six, the, the whole thing. The, the whole thing where he says, uh, you know, well, drag a dragon might as well. You, you're acting like he killed your parents or something like that. And, and Kinemon's like, well, he might as well have. Um, yeah. And yeah. And, and uh, that that lined we up pretty well, Kentucky. I think. So we did. Yeah. Or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. To Brooke. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and again, and seeing the them side by side, Oda's just like punching home like. Momonosuke is like basically the same kind of dragon that Kaido is, um, if if not exactly the same kind, um, although probably a different color. I'm assuming Kaido is not pink. Um, I think that's what color Momonosuke is, right? Um, mm-hmm. Alex, please. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> like Greg said, a lot of little stuff. Um, 
God. Uh, when you encounter the big bad this early on, you know, it's, it's, it is definitely a sign that something bigger is coming. Uh, and that this is not even close to the final battle. Um, and again, you have Shuten Maru down there, which is, uh, which is actually really great. Um, it's serendipitous because, uh, Kinemon is coming to, uh, Otsuro's, uh, Otsuru's aid. And I think, uh, he's got a decent chance in running into Shuten Maru, who will then be, uh, coaxed into, uh, taking up, uh, the mantle of Kozuki once again. Um, right? Like, that, that, this seems like prime, uh, mm-hmm. prime recruiting time. Uh, now that, of course, I think depends on <clears throat> what's going to happen with Luffy and Kaido. Uh, I, I'm under the opinion that Luffy's gonna knock him out with this elephant gun for the time being. Uh, as for what happened to the rest of the crew, I think Shinobi used her, uh, her veteran Kunoichi skills to, uh, get them out of there in some way, shape, or form. I mean, at this point, we shouldn't be bothered, um, by the fact that the Straw Hats quote-unquote died again. <laughs> Especially this early into uh, seeing them once once more, um, but this is going to be where Luffy gets separated from the rest of the crew again, maybe um, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there is a battle coming, just because we've got we've got Kaido, Jack, and uh, Hawkins down there too. Um, with if Kaido's like you know passed out and out of commission, that means we would have Shuten Maru, Kinemon, Law, and Luffy, and possibly uh, Okiku to fight um, the likes of uh, at least Jack and and Hawkins. And I don't know how that would go. Um, it, this is another classic situation, One Piece situation of how how are we going to get the Duke boys out of this mess? Uh, of course, I. This is just me thinking, thinking ahead. Uh, as far as this chapter goes, uh, my favorite shots, I'll be honest, are, are when you see Kaido in the background looming, like around Bakura Town and Okabori Town, from the perspective of everybody on the mountain. Uh, I just love how big he is in comparison to everybody else, and how Oda shows that through like worm's eye, uh, worm's eye view, or uh, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, I I just want more of it, you know. Like in reference to this being, you know, not the big, you know, the big fight. I I do hope this is not the last time we see Dragon Kaido. Uh, once again, jumping ahead. I don't know. Uh, scattered thoughts. Scattered thoughts. I think it's likely that it's not the last time we see Dragon Kaido. That's yeah. But but, but drunk Dragon Kaido. Um, right, and 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 we also, of course, have to figure that since it's, uh, I'm assuming mythical Zoan that uh, he's going to have a half human, half dragon form. And how big is that? Yeah, um, and- I like the sound of that. Yeah, um, this chapter was awesome. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for for where it's going. Uh, the it's interesting the way that's the 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 punch is almost played. For humor, but Luffy is being completely serious, as Greg was noting. But the way that the sound effect reads 
it, it makes it feel like you know this is the beginning of whatever long fight we're going to have against Kaido. And I'm really not sure where it's going from this point, but I feel like this punch isn't going to be as effective as Luffy's hoping. Um, I mean, yeah. like if and when you, when you phrase it that way, that Luffy is super furious and giving his best attack and the effect that it has is sort of like a punching Don Chinjao on the head sort of thing. Like <laughs> that, that kind of, that kind of, you know, spells it out, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, well it's all, I mean, it's also, it's gear three. It's not like a super attack, but this is like, well, this is like where, this is what gum gum, you know, pistol used to be is his gear third hockey fist. Like that's what that at this point in the story, that's his base attack. That's true. Yeah, I mean, not base base. Uh, he could he could go a lot weaker than that if he needs to. But yeah. I but he doesn't call the names of attacks anymore unless he's doing at least something like this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. True. Yeah, because he stopped doing gear two. Like he doesn't usually say <laughs> that anymore. Um but yeah, I'm enjoying Shuchen Maru. The the history between him and Kaido is very interesting. Um I like Hawk Hawkins really sort of being the smug and superior sort of attitude with both Jack and uh, the way he was treating Kaido, but then also being accidentally right is so it's, it's, it's simplistic to say it's just, it's so one piece, but the way he's the, the way the, the um, uh, coincidence just sort of works in his favor and makes him look smarter than he even is, which is kind of going to fluff his ego a little bit, but, um, but I wonder if they'll even find out about this because it's really not clear how the, how everyone who's up on the castle hill is going to get away with this. Uh, Bartolomeo <laughs> shows up, he makes a barrier, and then he runs away. I think it's also <laughs> important that this is this is why Zoro couldn't be there. Zoro couldn't be at the top of the thing when it got blown up. Good, he's got to be somewhere else fighting something. So that'll yeah. be interesting. I mean, I know we've got it. We get a lot of piece together questions. I think about this, but like, what do you think? How do you think they get out of this mess? No. <laughs> well, no, I I think there's a hidden chamber there's a hidden chamber under the castle. <laughs> I mean, Shinobu, man. Like, right? Oh, a, yeah. She's a female ninja. What yeah. if? What if? Oh, here we go. Watatsumi came and stuffed them in his mouth. Um, <laughs> that would actually be worth the uh, yeah. <laughs> That would be terrible. <laughs> he comes out of the ground. Wait, which is uh Oh, it's on your pink who swims in the ground. Um so, that's um, who it is trunk kaido's great um let's see i don't know you guys have pretty much mentioned everything i wanted to talk about they're inside morley's womb oh <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh god uh. hey but he's he's at the reverie hmm <laughs> nice try steve <laughs> uh, i tried tried to get one over on you all right zach so yeah, this is probably one of my favorite chapters of this arc so far in certainly in execution. I think this chapter does a great job in combining action and comedy in only a way one piece does and can. Um, there are some of the, some of the coolest two page spreads I've seen in a really long time uh, in this chapter. And also simultaneously, some of the funniest uh, stuff I've seen in, in a while um, I really, really enjoyed this chapter. Um, I, I love drunk Kaido, and I love happy drunk Kaido so much. Um, I love that Oda is able to make every super intimidating villain still super intimidating, but also have a dash of, like, a funny character quirk 
Um, from Blackbeard, um, who does have some weird character quirks. Um, Big Mom obviously has a slew of those. Uh, Shanks, who I know is, he's one of the four emperors. Uh, I know he's not supposed to necessarily be super intimidating. I guess Whitebeard is the only one I could think of who's not, like, doesn't have, like, a silly aspect to him, uh, in any regard. Uh, but he was just kind of like a man's man's man. Um, Lucci, Lucci is, like, the most straight-laced character in the series, and he also has the most outrageous, uh, quirk of this, you know, ventriloquist the pigeon, pigeon yeah. that yeah. dresses up. Yeah. Yeah. I forget about that. And yeah, he, he is, he has no, you know, emotion whatsoever, except right. I like killing people. Um, right. and, but he also enjoys being a ventriloquist. So that's, I, and that's such an, this is such a one piece thing. And Oda does such a good job. at still making Kaido as I think, uh, Alex put it last week. He still scares the crap out of me. And, um, I mean, you get like, what is that? Two pages after, uh, Kaido makes that extremely silly face at Shutenmaru, he races over and basically kills all the straw hats, straw hats. And I know that's, you know, canon and that's what's going to happen. Um, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's super well done. Um, and other than that, everything's been mentioned. Like, uh, the Shutenmaru developments are cool. Uh, seeing Jack in kind of a different role, um, I enjoyed because all we've really seen of Jack is him being like, oh, "I'm gonna barge in and kill everyone," um, and so it's kind of cool seeing him playing, I guess, second fiddle to Hawkins here, or at least bounce him and Hawkins bouncing off each other. He just—I mean, he did just get like his entire chest cut up and like. Oh, so. I forgot to mention, um, and I'm surprised, Ed. I don't know if you mentioned this. Uh, the fact that the bandages heal everything panel on page 3435, um, where he's <laughs> yeah, I like, did, I did notice that. Yeah, don't, don't move. We're uh, stopping the bleeding with our magical bandages here. Um, <laughs> it just, I just thought of you, Ed, when I read that, I'm like, this is such a, such an anime or manga thing that they just threw in here. Um, it's, a, it's like a 15 year old webcomic. It is. It's like, all right, let's just put well, some bandages is. on you. That'll heal you. Um, I love, I love this chapter and I love the last two spreads a ton. Um, I'm super curious where things are going from here. I like Oda does a good job at like the, what, what's going to happen now? We're having Luffy versus Kaido in how many chapters has this arc been like less than like 15, something like that. Um, and we're already getting this. I think it started with what, like nine Oh seven or so. I know I ate something like that. Yeah, something like that. I have I have a whole sheet and everything with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, any other final thoughts from you guys? That's I think that's it. Let's move on to some fan questions. And also anime first. Ah, yes, the anime first, yes. Three I of them. We haven't formed that already. <laughs> This is the Triple Anime Recap for episodes 857, 858, and 859. I'm your host, Sam, and today with me we have, once again, as usual, we have Edward. Ooh, that's uh, fancy. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I've been, I I've been enjoying... I the, the Nina Tucker Eduardo. <laughs> um, that's, um, yeah, I've been, I've been enjoying the anime. I don't particularly remember what's happened the last couple of weeks, but I can wing it. 
Uh, we also have animation, no, not animation, just straight up director for Rick and Morty and Titans Go. We have Brian Newton. Hey, uh, I also let these three episodes blur into one giant kind of mesh of an episode. <laughs> All right, let's see. Are we three for three? Because we also have today, we have Jill. Uh, yeah, I didn't know we were doing a triple animal recap, <laughs> but I have watched them all, so there is... Well, I mean, that's what I did, too. I mean, I, I didn't go back and watch any of the previous two weeks' episodes. I've, I've actually been keeping up with the anime pretty consistently lately. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, our first episode is 857, Luffy Fights Back, the Invincible Katakuri's Weak Point. The title card begin, begins at four minutes and two seconds. Um... Now, I remember thinking that this episode was, like, another, like, really good, bombastic, well-animated fight episode. And for the most part, that's true. Uh, but they do cut a lot of corners. They do find ways to buy time because uh, the title card begins at four minutes. But they yeah. kind of pull into more. Like, they did, they straight up replay the whole final sequence of the episode before, uh, after right. the title card, where Luffy is going gear for and using his Kong gun and sending... Uh, Katakuri flying. This also has a flashback from uh, before the time skip as well, right? Yeah, it's the yeah, the episode right before the time skip when yeah. uh, Lily is sh- uh, demonstrating hockey against that giant elephant. Um, and that goes on. They like basically show that whole scene. <laughs> um, uh, but we have some cool sequences of, of Luffy basically chasing Katakuri through the air, and they're both moving so fast that the environment is sort of warping around them. Uh, it looks really, really cool, and there's that's kind of the the motif of the episode is is sort of distorted. There, there are some ba- there are some there are some awful background cheats on this one though. Like the, oh. it's that dead on sequence when Luffy and Gear Four is heading towards camera when he's explaining uh, Katakuri's weakness. Like at some point, like the background just completely disappears and it's just the walls moving on the side. And then out of nowhere, the mirror world background behind them shows up again. It was just like a little inconsistent that kind of bothered me. Yeah. Luffy's using his, uh, his culverine where he can send his arms flying in different directions. Uh, he's basically explaining that he's figured out Katakuri's uh, dodging the way he's been able to, to avoid be- his invincibility is his fake invincibility where he's using his observation hockey to predict Luffy's moves and like morphing his mochi body around uh, Luffy's attacks. Now that you so he that, kind of looks re- like a Lokia, even re- though uh, Luffy is using hockey. Yeah. I'm remembering the, the plot points of this episode now, and I was really starting to enjoy the fight between Luffy and Katakuri before it got uh, sort of cut short. Yeah. It, it, uh, the Luffy versus Katakuri fight is so kind of weirdly paced out already, mm-hmm. uh, and so it it it, lo- it loses steam pretty hard and has to yeah. kind of work really hard to get it back. And actually, like after the after these three episodes, I'm feeling like the Luffy versus Katakuri part is actually sort of slowed down. Like it's actually the part that's furthest behind. Like Luffy and Katakuri's fight has to like end now because like the Big Mom, the cake, and like mm-hmm. all that other stuff is sort of converging and. Luffy and Katakuri are just at this point after the last two episodes they've been the the, the fight was put on pause. Uh, so we have this cool so in the manga there was this moment where Katakuri he basically headbutts the ground to write himself up uh, in mid attack and they they kind of embellished that in the anime in a neat way where 
Uh, they they remind us of Brule's, you know, Brule bragging about how he's never laid down on his back. And so it's like this moment of panic for him where he's like, he doesn't want to, his back is parallel to the ground as he's flying. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to land on his back. So he headbutts the ground super hard. Uh, the sound cuts out. We just like hear the, his neck bones cracking, which doesn't really make sense because he's mochi, but whatever. Um, yeah, they they really made that a moment of like, oh wait, no, I don't want to. I don't want to sully that that legacy, basically. Yeah, I'm glad they emphasized that just in case people who missed out on the manga, because I thought that point was perfectly clear. Like his back will oh. never hit the ground. Mm-hmm. See, I did not in the manga. I just thought it was just like a weird, cool choreography thing. We spent like yeah. ten minutes explaining it on that manga recap. I remember. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, <laughs> like um, we were deconstructing that because a lot of people didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, I uh, figured that out. It's all within the story narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now Luffy is in organ gun mode, and as usual, this is not an attack that translates into the anime very well. It just looks super goofy when he's got a bunch of random arms showing up on his. <laughs> But, but Katakuri is regaining his cool. He's turning his, his invincibility back on because as long as he can keep a cool head, he can use his observation hockey. Uh, that uh, Then Katakuri busts out the his power mochi unstoppable donuts, and this is where he's got his like bayonetta mode where he's, uh, he's punching with these like remote giant fists. Was that movie Real Steel? That's brilliant. Real Steel, yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean Rock'em Sock'em Robots the movie? <laughs> I have that movie here. I stole it from my friend. Why? It's not very nice. <laughs> no, he gave it to me, and I just like lost it, and then I found it recently, huh. like years ago. Um, <laughs> so that's the eye catch of the episode. The we come back. Luffy has been hit by Katakuri's attacks, and he's he's bouncing up and down. Now Katakuri is saying, "I won't give you one more inch. We're going back to square one." Mm. Uh, much to the audience's chagrin. <laughs> Uh, so we have a we we're coming to Cacao Island. Uh, Pound is arriving, and he's kind of going on about how uh, he wants to meet with Chiffon. He's he's pounding on the the door. Chiffon uh, looks exactly the way she did when she was born, and we see Chiffon and Lola as babies, and they are not. You know, I don't want to be mean, but they're not they're not cute babies. Not all babies are cute. Wayne, you have to come see the baby. <laughs> But yeah, he's he's sentimental. He wants to see his daughter. Uh, so there's this whole sequence where Pudding and Brule are talking on the snail phone, and Brule is saying that, "Oh, we've we've figured out the Straw Hats plan. We know that they need they want to meet on Cacao Island at at one a.m. Uh, and so that's that's a surprise. They didn't expect the the Big Mom family to sort of figure out their their scheme already. Um, <laughs> Brule is playing it up. She like cackles and the phone has to cackle too yeah um so now oven charlotte oven is showing up where pound is uh he's wondering why he's not allowed in the factory uh something's something's up with pudding uh but then he crosses paths with pound and uh he's they kind of have this kind of back and forth where uh pound thinks that being an an ex-stepfather might earn him some favor in this situation and it turns out it does the opposite uh they do not respect big mom's ex-husbands very much uh and he demands that pound stop calling her by her her big mom by her first name lin lin um and then uh pudding is she's worried about the plan she's like oh well uh if luffy's fighting katakuri you know katakuri's never lost a fight 
uh, and Sanji just has his uh, moment of, you know, well, I guess there's a first time for everything. So, <laughs> um, so now the the last sequence of the episode is is some more uh, Luffy and Katakuri. They're fighting and bantering, and that's sort of how the episode ends. Uh, episode eight fifty eight, another crisis. Gear four versus unstoppable donuts. The title card begins at three minutes and forty nine seconds. Uh, Katakuri has he's using his awakened powers to do this uh, rainfall mochi thing, where uh, the strings of mochi just hit Luffy and wrap him up. Uh, so Big Mom is now finally like three or four episodes later landing on Nuts Island. Uh, Paro Sparrow is freaking out. Uh, he's his whole shtick these few episodes is, is like, no, Mom, don't do that. We're going the wrong direction. Uh, and then trying to steer her into Luffy's direction once once Luffy shows up. I don't remember being um, on Nuts Island this much in the manga. I could be wrong. No, they def- they definitely added a lot. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's kind of there's something up going on with uh, Big Mom's territory, sea slugs. Uh, the family, like Montdor and all them, they're like. Uh, they're trying to figure things out. The Sunny crew, Jinbei and Nami and all of them, uh, they're like, this should not be as easy as it is. Uh, Big Mom's security is normally much tighter. Uh, and that connects us to Praline's musical number, uh, which is kind of this cool moment of like, oh, yeah, the Sun Pirates are part of this. And they're helping us out and they're doing this really helpful thing. Uh, I, I don't really, like. I really like the song. Oh, you do? Me too. I like yeah. it a lot. I did not. I. I, as in the anime, I do not like it. Um, I like this sort of. I, I think in the manga, this sequence brings like this big relief to everything that's going on, like with the Luffy and Kata Curry fight and the the all, all the trouble that, that that all the different characters are going through. And and here's like this moment of, oh yeah, like we are in control of this. We are. We I, have this system in place to win this fight. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, this was a chapter in der, at, during the manga, while, and yeah. this episode's like towards the beginning and the middle. I don't like that. I, I agree with you there. And I, I don't. Think, and I don't think that matters. it's not animated enough. Like, I wish instead. No, like, it's, it's, it almost not, makes me wish that instead of instead of the Katakuri fight being so well animated, they they put some of those guys on this sequence. Oh, so I that, agree with that. I, I'm saying been, like the actual song I like. Yeah. Yeah, the music and the accompaniment of, of it, I enjoyed, and like the the whole like, let's not do our chores, no, 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 and just that that whole bit. I'm like, this is like an anti Disney song. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it, it it's been long enough since we had our last musical number, and I wish they really, uh, I, I wish it was a good, it was a good looking one. It makes me worried about like, where, where are they going to prioritize when like the the last few songs of the arc? Hopefully. Come up? They, hopefully they put money into that Spoilers, one. Spoilers, there are more songs. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and, and there's that weird shot of, like, for some reason, in the middle of this, like, barely animated musical number, there's a shot of Praline's boobs bouncing, like, right up close. An- another thing about <laughs> like, this song... Another thing about this song... Oh, yeah, I remember that. Why not? But <laughs> another thing about this song, this whole number, is... The scales are completely off. Like sometimes Praline's just the same size as Atlanta, uh, Aladdin and the other fishermen and crew members when she's much larger. And when uh, Big Mom's invading Nuts Island, she's massive. Not just like big, but massive. And some of that I chalked up to just the fact they're doing parroting of uh, 
uh, Godzilla monsters. So they just kind of exaggerated her size, but yeah, eh, scale. Yeah. There's also there's also a shot in this episode of um, of like what's what's his name the the chicken guy uh, uh, Niwatori, and he's got his ar- his hands on his face like he's Kevin in Home Alone. With his glasses flying out, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll send I'll send it to you. It's great. Well, it's when they're talking about territory slugs, but it just it just cracks me up. Uh, so the Luffy versus Katakuri fight is going on. Uh, Katakuri's the one to notice that Luffy is deflating. He's like, "Oh, hey, your power is running out," and Luffy has to be like, "Oh, hey, thanks, thanks for reminding me. I would have kept fighting without." I, I that was very that funny. Was seeing the future. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um. So that's where the the eye catch is. Um, so now Luffy has been Luffy is deflated and he's running. Uh, he can't really fight uh, Katakuri without any hockey, so he needs to take this break. Uh, and he's running and he, he he does this like really long like double take when he notices Brulee hiding around one of the corners. Uh, like he has to stop, slowly backs up, uh, turns, uh, sees Brulee, and then they did this like morph effect on his face where like he he does the big dumb smile. And it, it like that was like a graphic creepy. effect as it yeah it was creepy and they put it and they put it in the recap the short recap for the next episode they put it in there yep they spent some time on that because they, they were clearly motion morphing like that is not easy they were so proud of it they did it like twice in a row um, yeah it's like the One Piece version of like Mineta's face from My Hero Academia <laughs> it's weird because like it, it's a it's a clear tween and like having worked. 14 years in flash it's uncanny stuff. valley it's it's weird yeah yeah it's not it's not something you would do when you want to show off how good of an animator you are it's kind of what you want to do when you want to break reality and draw attention to the fact that we are making shapes move um so uh luffy and brulee have this back and forth constantly throughout these next two episodes of of luffy calling brulee branch and then brulee has to respond with i'm brulee well, except for that one time, but we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, so Luffy nabs Brulee. Uh, they get out of the mirror world and oops, they're on Nuts Island. Um, That's Nuts Island. That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, Big Mom is rampaging. She's throwing this giant skyscraper. She's on top of a skyscraper holding in their skyscraper peanut, uh, tossing them around. Uh, so bad situation to, to take your, your lunch break on. Pretty much all she does for like an episode and a half. Um, uh, so we come back to the Sunny Crew. Uh, Nami's got a new look. I like. I really like this like white, fluffy. I don't know what it's like a fuzzy dress almost. Hmm. Um, it's it's a good look. Uh, and uh, we have the Tart ships versus the Fire Tank pirates hanging out. Uh, as we're going through this kind of group shot of all these different uh, Charlotte kids gathering together, we see an early. An early sight of uh, of a revived Charlotte Muscato Minister of Gelato. It's a shame. <laughs> um, and then the final scene is with the the sweets factory uh, talking about Sanji's cream. It's very good. <laughs> Pudding wants wants a taste, uh, but Sanji's like, "No, we need you. We need you at your your tip top shape." And uh, well, what's interesting about this is that uh, tasting my cream just yet. Yeah, oh, that's dirty. But what's uh, interesting about this shot are the sequence is that the uh, the chef is still holding the cream in his hand, uh, which was not the case in the in the manga. We just hovering the slightly above his face. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, like, so he... it's so good. He's like unconscious and he has to, he has to come to and tell everyone, no, 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 I haven't been poisoned. I'm just, it's just so good. <laughs> uh, and uh, chiffon's chiffon cake is done. Uh, and it's like really fluffy and bouncy. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, wait, no, is that the, I, I, I think I've marked the eye catch twice here. That's the no, end no, of the episode. No, it's the end of the episode. Yep. Uh, the next episode is 8.59, The Rebellious Daughter Chiffon, Sanji's Big Plan for Transporting the Cake. Title card at 4 minutes and 6 seconds. It's a very uh, short recap, but as I said, they put that transforming Luffy face in there. <laughs> uh, Parasparrow's, you know, trying to steer uh, Big Mom in the right direction. No, Mom, neither the cake or straw hat are here. And then hard cut to Luffy down on the ground. That was uh, he's definitely here. I like that gag. Uh, Pero does notice them, though, and so he, he is able to sort of uh, steer Big Mom in his direction and cover the, the area with candy. Luffy is trying to punch through the candy with Gear 3rd, but without hockey, it's not good enough. Um, and this is when uh, Amand shows up, uh, looking really cool. Like I, li- I like her, her posture a lot. Mm. Well, yeah, uh, she's she, like swinging her sword. We thought she was a snake neck, right? That- I think she is so, a yeah. snake neck. Yeah. And she's got a very husky voice. She's obviously yeah. she's, she's got the cigarette smoker voice. Yeah, I've, yeah always uh, enjoyed, I've always enjoyed this character. Yeah, she has some. She mentions having a rare sword. Shirao, uh, whatever that's some yeah. good uh, data book fodder, I guess. <laughs> um, Beaver card yeah, fodder. So, um, yeah. Yes, exactly. Cacao uh, Island. Back there, Sanji is, uh, he's just sort of hanging out. Like, the, the music has stopped. It's like this qu- kind of quiet moment as Sanji's, like, getting ready to take the cake outside where Oven is. And he just steals a dude's glasses and covers his face up with the thing. And uh, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just shy, so let me do it this way. <laughs> um, so we have the, the big seal, the big friendly seal, who I think just, I think he punctuates all the scenes he's in really well. Oh, like, he- he a really dramatic conversation hap- will happen between like Oven and Chiffon, and the seals just standing there looking happy. Bouncing uh, on his ball. Yeah, so they're taking the cake. Uh, predictably, Oven shows up and stands in their way, uh, and uh, he's he's almost ready to let them go, but then immediately he attacks Chiffon, and he's like shoving her face into the dirt and being an asshole. And uh, so he he does not trust her as far as he can throw her, and uh, you can throw her pretty far. Uh, so the that's the eye catch of the episode. Uh, back to Nuts Island. Uh, Luffy is running with Brulee over his shoulder, and uh, there, in between, just like a tiny flashback where he's thinking about Katakuri just standing there in the mirror world. Uh, we come back and Brule I mean that's basic, but that is what Katakuri is doing, right? He's not doing anything. He's just <laughs> yeah, he's just waiting. <laughs> he can't do much. He's actually just trapped there, and that just shows how stupid Luffy is, ultimately. <laughs> just leave him there. <laughs> He's got his reasons for going back. This um, is more like Goku than he usually is. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, so he's lost Brulee. Uh He's looking for her. She's hiding in this little peanut. At first, I thought Luffy was seeing her with like observation hockey. Uh, but he, he just he just like just talking to himself. He calls her Branch, and Brulee can't help but to pop her head out. Like I'm Brulee. <laughs> she bre- she doesn't open it. She breaks it. Yeah, <laughs> I love the little meta. Like uh, who would be stupid enough to just call themselves out? 
Uh, yeah. So Luffy bags her up. He's like, okay, I need you because without you, I can't get back through the mirrors. Um, and if she, and if she were to wander off, she could get Katakuri uh, out out of the mirror world, and that's bad. Uh, so he's almost makes it through a mirror. He's almost ready to go back to the fight, uh, but then gets stopped by. I think this is all filler, right? I think we, yes, we do not learn these characters' names in the monk. Yeah, Stephen mentioned on Twitter. He's like, "Oh, this is where uh, Alexi was asking for name translations for." Huh. Uh, so it's we meet Charlotte Ethler, I think is how you say it, uh, the fifth daughter of Charlotte. So she's pretty old; like she's older than Brulee. Amanda's uh, Amanda's yeah. one of the older ones too. Amanda's like yeah. nine, though, if I recall. Mm-hmm. So she's older than her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she is a cowboy, right in time, just in time for uh, Red Dead Redemption Two to come out. <laughs> uh, and uh, she's shooting her pistols, and Luffy is taking this to the roof, and he's crossing paths with a new uh, woman, uh, Charlotte, not Montdor, Mondor. Uh, that's confusing. She's the second daughter of Charlotte, so she's right under compote. Uh, I thought the, that was I thought that was great because seems like. The older you get, the more powerful you get in some respects in this in this uh, well, family. We, so, we, oh, we, no, I mean, Compote still doesn't do anything, though. Yeah, she could yeah. be the strongest. She <laughs> she just I don't know. Sits it, around eating fruit. You had that backwards. It's actually Amanda's the third daughter, and uh, Brulee is the eighth daughter. Because okay, Amanda so looks like fault. just like these two other women with her hair. I'm assuming they have the same father. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, although they're spaced out a little weird. I wish Oda uh, kept yeah. better track of like what these kids are and their ages and how they should look. I mean, well, also, like, Compote is kind of like if, you know, life finds a way, just Big Mom by herself. Like, it looks <laughs> just like Big Mom. Well, I'll buy that as being her first daughter, but, like, her first son and, like, some of the some of the younger kids, like Brulee, look way older. Than some of her, like well, she called Brule? like Brule refers to Amand as like big sister. Well, Brule was disfigured, which will come up later in the manga. So maybe I'm not even talking about the scar of the nose. She just looks old. She's got a weird um, stress. She kind of looks yeah. like a zombie in her skin tone. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Uh, so there's this there's this great sequence where like Luffy, like when when Mondor is is throwing her sword, Luffy just like spins around and like the sword. <laughs> Comes an inch away from hitting Brulee, and Brulee is just freaking out. She's the she's the Caesar clown now. This is um, something he learned yeah. on uh, Eni's lobby, right? With the uh, the human shield. Oh, robot <laughs> ally, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, so now now mom is arriving onto the scene. Uh, Paris oh, Paros is wait, bringing a giant wave the, of candy. You forgot uh, about the joke at the end of that. It's he he does goes, a uh, Brulee does a rabbit season duck season. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a episode and a half worth of gags, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it. we come back. We come back to canon material. Uh, Pound has come to save Chiffon. Uh, he is not equipped for this fight at all. So Sanji has to use his like super speed to uh, intervene and, and help out without uh, without revealing himself. So he's like moving so fast that he's hitting. Uh, Oven with, and making it look like Pound did it. Yeah. I was concerned that they would drag this out, but they sort of did the tension leading up to it, and they didn't like actually like draw out Sanji's actual you know action. 
Yeah, the the kick against uh, Oven's face is really uh, impactful because yes. like it's Oven's neck is like sl- in slow motion, like it's almost like it's gonna snap. Um, so they they get Chiffon back and they're like, okay, let's let's just hide you under this blanket for some reason, even though Oven can clearly see us hiding you under this blanket. This is the worst plan they've had, like the entire. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and he much. shows up on the back of the on the back of the cart. And he's like, where nope. could she be? <laughs> yeah. He literally made just as much nonsense in the manga as well. <laughs> and he had seen the cart beforehand. It's not like there's a bunch of boxes for her to hide behind. They just shoved a tarp over her in the middle of the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's about to he's about to burn her face off with his heat. And then uh, his phone rings. And he's like, okay, sorry, I got to take this. And then uh, it's uh, the his family alerting him that Bedge, Capone Bedge is on his way. Right. And they're like, what? That guy? Why? Why would he show up? <laughs> Even though uh, he's he seems like a pretty stand-up husband. So uh, it's now we got this big song. It's it's I think it was from Dressrosa. It a, it's a big like Coliseum, like big band trumpets and all that. Hmm. Uh, it, it sounds like the kind of song that would be in one of the movies. <clears throat> um, and uh, it's Badge, and he's like, all right, Chiffon, here I come, and that's the end of the episode. Any yeah. general thoughts on this little trilogy here? Uh, I th- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, I thought it was... I mean, they were like moderately okay episodes. I thought there were a lot of little bits in each episode which made it enjoyable. Like the transforming Luffy face was weird, but it made me laugh. And then the rabbit season, duck season, or brulee branch's name. I thought that was a little fun. Uh, but... Ultimately, I think the the most recent one with Sanji and the kick and oven and all that stuff was probably the best out of the three. And I look, I really look forward to the next episode because it's got it's got my dude doing dude things. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think you guys heard how I felt about the episodes. Uh, they're slow, but I'm not bored. So, uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed this material the first time, and I'm enjoying it in the, in the anime, but. Um, Things are just there are just aren't as impactful always when they're when they're sort of spread out like this. Jill? Yeah, same thing for me. Um there's slower episodes, but they're still like I still enjoyed the last episode, even though a bunch of it was filler, because it's just kind of funny filler. Mm-hmm. Uh we reached that part of the manga where it kind of did that for a little bit. Um Yeah, I've actually been with one of my friends actually watching it every week, um, and she's not cut up in the manga. So it's actually made my, um, maybe like episodes a lot more because, uh, sure, I can be like, this is like Montdor, and she's like, who the hell is that? What the hell is that design? So it, it makes it more fun. Yeah, this is the section of the the second half of the arc where I think I think that the, the structure gets compromised uh, quite a bit. Like, I, I think it's cool that, like, Luffy... He steps out of the Katakuri fight and enters this like much more dangerous situation with Big Mom, and like there are all these like antics to like try to try to like stay alive uh, while he's recharging his batteries. But then like the fact that it just kind of goes after this, it's just going to go straight back to the regular Katakuri fight and it's going to kind of pick up where it left off. It just it makes everything feel so drawn out and like too like we're going down too many different corridors uh, to, in order to. For and it, and it kind of messes the momentum up uh, quite a bit. So, so yeah, I, like I think that, and I think that this this being the section where the anime, because the anime has been so strong up until 
now where it's a little more this is a little more closer to what we expect um i don't know just like it, it really it's it's really kind of taking its toll on me like this section of the arc is really i think i think it's it, i think it's funkily i think the structure is already funky in the manga and then the, the fact that the anime is only doing its its you know average job uh yeah. isn't helpful hmm. so yeah all right, uh, I think that should do it. Are we ready to move on to the next segment? I am. By the power vested in me, you Trafalgar Law and you Luffy are now Trafalgar Lawfully Married. So now we could get into the Peace Together segment. Flawless. Flawless. Let's do some questions, comments, and theories. Let's start with Ed. This piece. Uh, You could get to this piece uh, by being a Patreon subscriber and going onto our Discord page first. And I think only one this week comes from Grim Pyro, who says, geez, poor law. Luffy's going to make him have a panic attack with the amount of stress he causes him. Anyway, do you guys think it's suspicious that we've only said Kaido can transform into... Uh, a dragon and not that he has a dragon devil fruit uh what if his devil fruit ability is to transform into different beasts rather than just a dragon i i don't know just a random thought don't oh when um when kiniman was talking about his devil fruit he called it magic so i don't know if they have like the same concept of devil fruits in wano as we do in everywhere else. So they would probably just be like, yeah, he transforms into a dragon. Well, it is a closed society. They called yeah. it, uh, Kinemon yeah. called it something else. What was it? He called it, um, he didn't, he didn't, like he didn't call it sorcery. Or yeah. Like sorcery. Like that. that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I, I always just take that as like, Oh, this is just sort of flavor text to indicate that it is, you know, isolated society and they don't know everything that the rest of the world does. Um, I don't know. I don't know how far to take that though. Um, we can move on to the next question. Uh, Martin says, how long has it been since Sanji and Zoro have been together in the same setting? Do you think Oda is going to make an event out of the inevitable reunion? Let's get the shippers ready. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, how, how could they not be? I feel like that's purposely why they took Zoro away at that moment. I feel like there's going to, I feel like Oda has something planned. Um, well, I mean, if Sanji survives, aside from, aside from the obvious reason, that could be a secondary reason. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't, I don't think that the, that Oda would do that specifically to set up a Zoro and Sanji joke. I think Zoro's gonna do something uh, that is going to make a difference in some way, but uh, that 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 will be a potential side effect, a side bonus um, is getting to set up a silly Sanji Zoro rivalry moment. I, I do love how Zoro did get lost while riding on the back of a dog. He literally just had to sit there, and he somehow got separated. Anyway. He's a legend. He is a, he is a legend. Um, he's, it's, I think we've, t- we've made this reference before, but um, if he had a GPS, he would be like Michael Scott driving into a lake. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the direction it says to go. <laughs> Uh, next one comes from Ryan. Uh, looks like Luffy really Leroy Jenkins did today by punching oh Kaido. Yep. Um, that's a pre-YouTube talk- beam. 
Yeah, we were just talking about old uh, old jokes. Go. <laughs> the more important question about this would be, what are you all going to dress up as on Halloween? That, got, that went in a very different direction than I thought. I should probably read these pick. first. <laughs> uh, I'm working on Halloween, so I think I'll just put on uh, my Neko Mimi ears <laughs> at work, and that'll be about it. I don't know. I'm going to dress up as the guy who went to the movies to hide from trick-or-treaters. Yeah. So they're coming to get you, Ed. <laughs> uh, so normally when I go to a Halloween party, it's usually the uh, before or after Halloween. And uh, I missed two separate Halloween parties because I was busy in Orlando at a wedding. So uh, no Halloween costume for me this year. But uh, Alex, I'm shocked uh, you were at a wedding. <laughs> yeah can you believe it it's like i've never I've, i never do that <laughs> <laughs> what number are you up to uh i you know what i didn't count this time but it's i think 31 or 32 um in Alex, attendance when are you when are you gonna finally have your big fat greek wedding <laughs> uh one day one day hopefully soon ish 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 um oh yeah and i think this is my uh this might be my 10th or 11th time being a groomsman Congrats. Wow. Yeah. Or Always a groomsman, never a bride. I was number 10, yep. so <laughs> I, you're however many past that. <laughs> oh, then uh, then 11. This so, is my 11th time being a groomsman. So if you're going to yeah. be a bride, when are you and Steve going to actually, you know, make it official? Well, why don't you ask Steve? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is on Steve. Um, We're just waiting for him. Yeah. Steve... Steve has trouble making that kind of commitment. Um, I think this is the last email. It comes from Brianne, who said, I do have to say, last week when the subject of sympathetic villains came up, I was shocked no one mentioned Senor Pink. I'm not sure if anyone has shocked? asked... Well, not that shocked. Well, let's get to it. I'm not sure if anyone has asked this yet, but what predictions do you have? Uh, well, actually, yeah, let's do the Senor Pink one, because she has other questions, too. Um, well, I, I I should mention that I completely forgot about Big Mom. Uh, I think Big like I really should have said this last week, but I think Big Mom is up there. Uh, can you uh, expound on that? Expand. Uh, yeah, read her backstory, brah. No, I mean uh, she ate everybody, <laughs> but she doesn't know that she ate every. I, she's somewhat tragic, but it's like. She's Charlotte a... Linlin did nothing wrong. <laughs> hashtag Charlotte Linlin did nothing wrong. That's too big a hashtag. Um, I mean, she also is the cause of her misery most of the time. She did get abandoned oh, sure. by her parents. I, I mean, that that's something. Um, abandoned by like her parents it? and raised by a human trafficker. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. also a good point. Let's, yeah, I mean, uh, she wasn't exactly raised well. Well, the uh, human trafficker... Hey, like, you like sh- Big Mom? Well, you get to see her as a little kid. Oh, what happens to her? Oh, she eats her friends and family, and she's very sad. <laughs> that actually sounds like a much better plot George Lucas could come up with. Um, uh, she, uh, Brienne also asks, I'm not sh- oh, well, to actually, Senor Pink was what we were talking about. Does anyone feel sympathy for Senor Pink as a villain here? Or, or are we all anti-Senor Pinkers here? He made, he made his choice. Yeah, yeah I, I don't feel I sympathy not. for him, but like I, I get him, I get his story. It's it's sad. I mean, I feel a little sympathetic. Was it the best backstory? It, uh, I mean, he's still an asshole now, but like, I mean, his wife and child are dead, so 
He I, dresses right. like an adult baby. But it's also <laughs> the fact that he is he's the only—he's the only minor villain in that entire arc to get a like a backstory. And baby we got five. that. Well, I guess we well, talk- caveat. He's the only major villain in that, uh, besides Dolph villain in that arc whose backstory was made public. Um, mm. Yeah, which is very unfortunate, but also fortunate because it helped us get through Dress Rosa faster. But <laughs> on the other on the other hand, if we had all of that information, it might have made Dress Rosa better. So, yeah. Um, Brian's our senior Stan, so he's not here what did to you call defend him? senior Stan. <laughs> Okay. Uh, no. you, you, are you not familiar with the Stan culture? No. Oh. Well, well there's a song by Eminem. Yep. That you should listen to first. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, Senior Pink. So we talked a little bit about uh, Kaido being an AA earlier. Uh, Senior Pink would have an addiction to being a criminal, in which he does not. Bad things keep happening to him when he is a criminal, but he doesn't really learn because he's addicted to it. Um, but. That's where he is. This is an intervention. Yeah, he needed he needed an intervention, and he never. I guess Frankie punching him. Yeah, is a uh, wake up call. He's uh, a crimeaholic. Kind of intervention. Yeah. Yeah, and can't also live without crimeaholic. <laughs> <laughs> also a misogynist. Um. So why don't we go into Reddit, Stephen? All right. Well, let's start off with Mace God nine one one, who says it seems Kaido is not only depressed but also an alcoholic. If next chapter it's revealed that Kaido took damage from Luffy's elephant gun, I think his alcoholism is his weakness or fatal flaw. Big Mom's weakness, besides the photo, was food. The wedding cake helped stop her rampage, and I see the Straw Hats possibly using alcohol to aid them against Kaido in a similar way. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I get it, but um, it is, it's just too similar to Big Mom. Like, I, I like it being a quirk. Like, every so often he's just drunk and he's a weirdo. But, like, I don't want it to be like, oh, we have to lure him with booze or only attack at this time because he's drunk or stuff like that. I just feel like it's been used too much with Big Mom. Well, it seems like Kaido's taking his, using alcoholism to treat his depression. But I, w- I was going to, I mean, if we're looking Bad at idea. a serious note. I mean, yeah, not a good well. idea. No. But I was going to ask, uh, I guess on a more serious-ish note, I mean, Greg, do you know, like, what the culture is around alcoholism in Japan? I'm asking that because I guess it would guide the storytelling as to whether it would be more of a gag or more of a, a you know, a trait. Yeah, so, I, um, all right, first of all, we, we know that um, uh, he, Kaido definitely has some issues, and we also know that from the first chapter that he was revealed to us that uh he is okay with dying so we're being set up with a character that's probably going to die and dying may actually be sort of a release for him i have a feeling that we'll sympathize with him when that does occur so how does that fit into japanese culture that kind of thought um drinking over here is uh way less taboo than it is uh in what i've experienced in western society what i grew up with or was surrounded with um <clears throat> I was eating lunch one afternoon. I, I, I eat lunch with um with the, the kids that I teach. I go to their classroom, I sit down with them, we eat lunch. And uh sometimes the uh the teachers will kibitz with me while I'm uh, sitting there with the kids. And um one of them, uh, a rough and tumble gym teacher guy, he was also their uh, their homeroom teacher, he says uh he's like uh, so um so uh you know, Greg, do you do you ever what do you drink? And I was like, excuse me? And he's like, yeah. He's like, when you, when you go drinking, what do you drink? And uh, I was just like, 
oh, you know, um, just the, the normal. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is completely awkward. But the kids were completely fine with it. And then he, he goes and he's like, oh, OK, OK. And he asked the kids, he's like, so who have you? Have you ever have any of you ever had a drink? Did your parents ever let you have a sip of beer? And they're just like, yeah, my dad, let me have a sip of beer. And they're like, oh, my 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 grandpa, let me try a little bit of sake. But it was gross. And I'm just like, oh, oh, my God. Um, so that was a big culture shock moment for me. And it was just that's you'll, you'll find people who are a little bit more um, conservative than that, of course. But I mean. On the large, that's kind of the attitude. It's just it, it's a, I guess it's a, similar to European cultures and drinking. In in it just uh, it's something that that people do. It's a part of life. It's a part of business even um, over here. Very important part of business. I think it used to be in the states, maybe in the eighties, a little bit more um, until well, some, some. That was cocaine, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm in New York but, City, uh, and that yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it's a salaryman thing over there, right? Like. Yeah, the, I was going to say the yeah, the impression that I get uh, about uh, like drinking as a social activity in Japan is that like it is very much a part of like, OK, if you're now we are going to go work is done. We are going to go out now. The the boundaries are thrown out the window. We're going to go and drink together. And at that point, there's like no there's no ceiling. You know, it's just like we're just going to drink. And it's just, you know, until the way to let sick. loose around your. Peers. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But yeah. what happens then, at Enkai stays at Enkai. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Enkai is are the, the drinking parties. And there is one. I <laughs> um, I don't even remember <laughs> this, but um, apparently I ended up dancing with our um, section chief. Um, in, wow. in, in, in a restaurant somewhere. Um, I have no recollection of that whatsoever. <laughs> oh, great. Um, but like everybody was like, oh man, your dancing last night was awesome. I was like, uh, but I can't dance. And they're like, well, <laughs> it's news to me. Um, to, so to bring yeah, this, that's, that's kind of the culture to bring it full circle. I remember getting pretty drunk at dragon's bar. Um, that's, Full circle there. Oh, Dragon's Bar. Yeah, yeah, that's right. At, uh, the voice actor for Dragon. You yeah. Did get, yeah, you were in your cups a bit. You were having fun. Good. <laughs> well, also, <laughs> I was on no sleep and no food, uh, so it did not take very much. Um, I, I was... Right. I, I'm sorry. One, one last thing based on... This is an interesting conversation. I mean, so you mentioned that, you know, Kaido, Greg, like, Kaido kind of... I don't know if you said has to die, but will or you know may inevitably die do you think that the luffy may help him this is going to sound really corny the way i put it find his will to live like or <laughs> like <laughs> maybe even maybe related to the alcoholism or not but like at least like i mean this is one piece not a lot of people die so is it possible that you know he comes out of this 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 stupor of depression and it's part in part because of uh, Luffy's action, almost like the Don Shinjao thing, but to like a different extreme. Yeah, in, good question. I don't know if he's depressed as much as he is bored. And yeah. oh, again, yeah, yeah. Luffy might be able to to help him get out of that, which would make it the most tragic if he did in fact die after that. My, I've gone on the, into this on the podcast many times before in the past, if you go back and listen, but my ultimate idea for this is that he and Luffy and Momonosuke as Momotaro have their, Luffy Taro and Momotaro, right? Or uh, Momonosuke, right? Yeah. They have their knockdown drag out battle. Uh, they overcome him uh, and 
they kind of end things on a like almost like a katakuri note um but then event happens i used to think it was blackbeard sweeping in to kill him uh steal his fruit i'm not sure if that could happen that could still happen but i mean event happens and kaido is murdered by some by an outside force an unexpected force well big mom's uh, on would, her way too so big mom's on her way but like i don't i don't think she's that cold unless she's she's in one of her um her yeah, uh, yeah. episodes yeah. but um yeah i i think that would be a, a really clever way to make it tragic if he comes if he comes out of all of this feeling a little bit positive and then dies that would be a great way to set up your str- uh, quote-unquote strongest uh final villain which is why i think it would be a good place for blackbeard but mm. that's a that's another conversation no, good conversation though. Uh, Stevens, we could we could move on with question right. two. We let's were ten get, minutes in. <laughs> no, let's get to the biggest question from Lord Nemo five ninety three. Who would win, the farmer with a shotgun from Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> yes. or the one guy who yelled at Roger at his execution about where he left his treasure from episode forty eight in the anime? Uh, I can feel this, guys. Uh, the farmer with a shotgun has a shotgun. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, wow. Good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, he uh, wins that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's the fight that he wins. <laughs> that's the one. Uh, okay, big J of today. I'm going to pick one of these paragraphs here. Uh, currently finished Skypia on your reposting of the read through. You guys didn't really explore the gigantification of normal beings and plants that occurs in the sky from the sea stone in the clouds. Gigantification seems to be a theme that has popped up in multiple arcs, especially with the crazy varying sizes of normal non giant characters. Did Oda give the solution to Caesar years before he was introduced? I just thought they were like less dense and the, the, they got that big just to like remain up in the sky, but yeah, I don't. Was... Yeah, the uh, the fish and like they popped, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I remember because I mean that's why we didn't think about it because they gave us that sort of simple explanation. Yeah, well, I think at the time that we recorded those two, it may have been after Punk Hazard, but it, we hadn't gotten to right with all of the true. yeah the giant uh, stuff coming back around, so. That was the um, summer we did that was the summer we filmed the, the OPP Talus stuff. I mean, I think it's definitely the the use of gigantic, uh, you know, flora and fauna in that arc is is probably, you know, Oda came up with that as a means to, you know, make it more fantastical because it's like, you know, Jack and the Beanstalk go up into the clouds. Everything's huge. Um, so. I feel like that's probably more of what it was about, but uh, I, I think it's definitely a, a theme, like a, a theme that I think tickles Oda's fancy. And that's why we've seen it a number of different times um, and is now, you know, kind of a, a story point on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son is still Bort says, uh, you know, one has to admire Oda when reading this chapter. I actually felt anxiety for the crew, despite knowing that Oda would never actually kill them off. It takes a serious level of talent, and I have a lot of admiration for his skills. Uh, on an unrelated note, I was recently reminded of the most badass, effective pirate to ever live, Ching Shi. Not only did she control a fleet of 800 ships in her prime, but she is one of the only pirates to ever actually retire. Uh, I, that's what I said, right? 1800? I thought you said 800. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, that's and what I said. It, booty trap. 
<laughs> and uh, given Oda's propensity to name characters after real-life pirates, it's a little odd to me that a character bearing her name hasn't shown up yet. Do you think we'll see that one day? If so, what kind of character do you think she'll be? If I was going to go full tinfoil, I'd say she's going to be Luffy's mother. I don't know. That s- description sounds like a pirate empress to me. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, she has an island like the, the fleet of ships, I think. Yeah, that's the, leading a fleet of ships is kind of like Columbus. I have <laughs> such a gap in China with Chinese history, and it's all so interesting. I need to, like, that's something mm-hmm. I is there a podcast about that? I would, I would listen to that. Um, yeah, sounds cool though. I, I, that's, that's definitely a, a gap he could exploit there. Yeah. There's there's only so many I think slots for um, big villain type characters at this point, but uh, he could I think he could squeeze in some side character probably, uh, or you know put it in a movie or something. Um, Lunar Sugar says I just realized that Big Mom has children of many of the humanoid races, including the previously unseen and supposedly rare Three Eyed Tribe, a Tentata, Fishman, etc. What is interesting to note is that none of her children are Sky Islanders. This leads to my question. Do you think we will encounter another Sky Islander on the Blue Sea, aside from Aruj, and possibly a return from Aniru? Hmm. Well, I mean, if she had Sky Islander kids, they probably just flew away to... Get away. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I you! Wonder, I wonder if she has any, any Sky Islanders in her, um, in her library. Hmm. It's very hard to get up there. Right, but they could come down here is what I mean. Yeah, but who wants to do that? Safely, though? Lucy sucks. Yeah. Don't forget, there's actually that, uh, what is it, High West? There's another way to get up there. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that was very difficult, too. Bellamy lost his entire crew. Yeah. And I'm sure there are... Wait, 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 hold on. Was it stated that he went up with via High West? He said he went up a different Mm. way, I think. Um, I don't think he said he didn't go the same way as Luffy did. Yeah, but, but just read right. this. I should know because this. because if if you take Gunfall's comments when he first meets him, it seems like it's actually fairly easy to get up there. He's like, oh yeah, hey, whatever, and he talks to them normally. Uh, but it just you know where is High West? Mm-hmm. Um, is it in the second half of Grand Line? Well, I, I mean, <laughs> Skypea is also different than all of the Sky Islands. Like, there might be other ways to get to Sky Islands on the other side of the world, you know, than there are on the Grand Line. I, I mean, I'm not quite sure geographically how all the Sky Islands work. I, I assume they're not all connected because otherwise the entire sky would be filled with clouds, right? In some amount. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point too, I'm I'm very skeptical that Oda is is actually going to like flesh all of that out. No, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't see that at this point in time, at least. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe at the very yeah. end when he uh, when someone asks him an SBS question about it. Right. I also I always thought it was weird that Skypea was always in the same place directly above Jaya, like. <laughs> Like the, the clouds don't move. Don't think about it too much, Ed. It happened like exactly. forty years ago, or no, fifteen years ago. Um, it's still it's in a there. Perfect. It's in a perfect synchronous orbit. Um, All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Skimbala says, "Who do you think would win a drink off between Shanks and Kaido?" Seems like both of them are alholics. Kaido's much bigger. So uh, and and ten, it yeah. tends to be the larger you are, the better you are holding your liquor. He's probably got more blood. I'm just gonna say that. 
and he also has dragon blood, which has magical properties. So it's I, right? probably alcoholic on its own. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's tiger blood. <laughs> oh god, that that's a oh wow, what a reference. Okay. All right, uh, Princess. Speaking Pass- of alcoholics, yeah, yeah. And, and, and other stuff. I was gonna say. Uh, Prince of Assassins. Oh, God, is that, was that a Charlie Sheen reference? Is that yeah. what? <laughs> okay, I, I love just the delayed reaction. Right, I got love it. it. Oh there we God. go. Uh, Prince of Assassins is dredging up ancient memories. Uh, Prince of Assassins. So I wanted to discuss this as it seemed a lot of people online got angry that Luffy's actions after Kaido shot his attack was to punch him in the head, thinking it's typical Luffy recklessness and that him challenging Kaido like this shows he learned nothing from Whole Kick Island. I see it completely different. It's actually another great Captain Luffy moment. In this case, Kaido fired an attack on his crew and Luffy has no idea if Kaido knows they're there or not. He's firing at his crew, and if Luffy held himself back, who's to say Kaido doesn't drunkenly fire off more shots and kill them for real? By acting immediately, he buys time for his crew to escape as he absorbs Kaido's attention and turns the weapon away from them. I think Luffy, in general, has been pretty mature in this arc. Well, and we already know that they all know that Luffy is the one who's there, so they already know Luffy is on the island, so it really does, it does protect his crew. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, you know, it's debatable whether or not that, you know, that specifically is what is going through Luffy's mind. Or if he does think like, oh, they just got demolished and I want, yeah. reba- you know, that's it is it's a it's a uh, bonus side effect of, mm-hmm. you know, Oda Oda never telling you what's on Luffy's mind unless he says it out loud. So, yeah, uh, there are different ways to interpret it, I guess. Um, uh, that, that whole like, oh, Luffy didn't learn anything. Like, that's. That's that is that's more typical Luffy than you could possibly get. Yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like that argument. Um, that seems very silly to make. Yeah, that's the point of Luffy being Luffy is he's not going to learn. Right. Remember when old Luffy before you know there were first there was pre time skip, but then there was pre Whole Cake Island when he learned his lesson and then he was smart. You know. I mean, it's not how it works. I, like people, some people like who don't read One Piece or watch One Piece regularly, you know, call Luffy stupid and stuff like that. Like, which I mean, like a lot of shonen protagonists have that kind of trope around them. But he's not. He's not. He's just like he just uh, always will act on his instinct. And I, I don't mm. think that is to his intelligence. I just he's he's like my friends are in trouble. I'm gonna do this. That's you know hey. what it, thought A thought B. That's. And we and Greg, I know you've talked a lot about how the fact that Luffy never has a thought bubble because he just acts. You know, it's it's that that's what it is. Rarely has a thought bubble. <laughs> but rarely, yeah, rarely has a thought bubble. Yep, yep, yep. All right, uh, Nivers has a question. What do you think the world of One Piece and the rest of the story would be like if all the men disappeared? What female characters would Nami and Robin recruit to fill the open positions in these straw hats? They will still keep their same positions. How will this affect all the organizations like the Navy, World Government, Revolutionaries, <laughs> etc.? And would the Big Mom Pirates and Kujas be major world powers? It sounds like, uh, what's that uh, comic book? Why the Last Man? Yeah. I think? Yeah. Uh, well, um, for one, there'd be no conflict. It'd be a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine a world without lawyers. Yeah. 
Jill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Big Mom would stop having kids, so the growth of her crew would be <laughs> done. Oh, it's like uh, it's like compote. You know, life finds a way. <laughs> um, um, so that's a good question. I, I like well, the idea well, of thinking. Well, I would think that they would recruit entirely new characters that we've never seen or met before. Yeah, I that's think really the only way it could go because Luffy's the reason that all these personalities have come together. So, yeah, I mean, an easy cop out answer here would be just to use all of Oda's gender bent versions of all the characters. <laughs> so it would re- then it would be all the female characters that Does wouldn't be even Cobb exists still, and mm-hmm. can even Cobb still use their powers? To turn oh them yeah. Back? We even Cuff, the case. even Cuff would be extra valuable because she would be the only one who could create men in order to procreate and uh, so continue the population. Yeah, even even Cuff would be I the last man. Uh, <laughs> that, this is some galaxy brain level shit, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> this is some All interesting. Right. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. Galaxy brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serpentscape has a question. I've recently noticed a huge influx of people getting into One Piece at a level that I haven't really seen since the time skip, which is around the time that I got into it myself. Have you spotted this too? And do you think there's any particular reason? It's great to see so many new people enjoying it, but I'm curious as to what the trigger was. Um, our, da- I don't know. Our, our downloads are up. So Yeah, I guess that's true. I was going to say, I yeah. have not, I don't think I've noticed particularly, but I, you know, I have. You yeah, have- I have a lot more people at cons um, and just, like, friends that I know. Who, I mean, I've been talking about One Piece to them for years, but, like, a lot of now have been like, oh, yeah, I started reading. So I don't know if it's just – I mean, Bleach and Naruto have been over for a while. but Yeah, I was, I I was going to say maybe it has something to do with, like, a you know, a, a lack of some other – I mean, I guess, you know, My Hero is, is super huge. Yeah, but the but thing about My Hero Academia is that it's not that long yet. And yeah. – it unlike well, I can't actually say that about Naruto, but I feel like there's not really like there was a f- kind of a, a friendly animosity between Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece fans during that era. Um, Whereas My Hero Academia friendly. is clearly the child of One Piece. Yeah, like uh, I, I now uh, I forget. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Um, Horikoshi. Yeah, Horikoshi. Horikoshi is is. A big, big, big fan of One Piece to the point where he like got into Usopp's gallery years and years ago, and and so I, I think part you know people who get into My Hero Academia when I hear someone is into that, I'm like, oh, you should also read One Piece. <laughs> um, so you, I, it's it's like My Hero Academia, except it goes on forever, um, and <laughs> uh, and vice versa. Um, I, I have been noticing lay, lay people, as you may call them, getting more and more into it. I think the word it's also, is normies, Zach. Normies. Oh, I'm sorry, normies. Um, I, I think part of it is also just super accessible now. I, I think the average person, I know we've talked a lot about scanlations and fan subs on this podcast, but I think now the normal person that I've spoken to who, like, is is kind of you know kind of on the surface uh, a casual anime fan um, Crunchyroll. yeah they watch it on Crunchyroll. they they've seen it they see it at the top of the rankings on Crunchyroll. Like, ah, let me check this out um or they they might find the manga um they see it on bookshelves you know it's just it's just much more and because one piece takes up a lot of a bookshelf let's be let's be honest here uh they'll be like what is this um and yeah. I think it kind of helps right now too, just in terms of like um, kind of drawing, drawing 
interested, potentially interested people in um, ver- via just the sheer gravity of it all is like the the enthusiasm for Wano and like the, a lot of the discussion around it Island. because – well, yeah, but but Wano specifically because like even if you don't re- understand One Piece, like the idea if you say like okay now they're heading into this crazy thing that they've been talking about for years and it's like old style Japan like that you know just that concept on its own it's like oh well that sounds kind of weird like that's that's funky and everybody's like super into it maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out right now or, or watch it an episode of the anime that could be the sort of thing that that does draw in new people. Especially weebs like us who love Japan. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, why wouldn't we? Um, wait, there was... Oh, the last thing on this point I want to say is, Ed, I'm sure you remember NecoCon in 2009 in... Uh, oh, yeah. That was Newport in, News, Virginia? No, no, it was in Hampton, Virginia, Hampton, across Virginia. from the Hampton Coliseum. And do you remember how many One Piece cosplayers we saw there? And it was a pretty regular, um, medium-sized convention. Two and a half? Yeah, and the half was a kid dressed up as Chopper, which was adorable. Like a, a six-year-old. It was very cute. Yes, and the other one was just a guy in a Luffy hat, uh, one of the two. So <laughs> that is so different if you go, and as Jill said, to any convention now, it's tons of One Piece fans. Um, and that's something that definitely has... We've been podcasting for almost a decade, and in that time, it's you know definitely gone through those swells and we're I, I think in 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 the United States we're definitely back on the upswing recently if our numbers are any indication as well. Um, I, anyway, I, yeah. I I think I can say this with confidence that One Piece has never been more popular in terms of people who actively follow it and and or have watched significant parts of it or read parts of it. It's more popular in, in the United States at least. Ever, yeah, yeah, in the U.S. than it's ever been before. Yeah, that, we can only speak for where where we are specifically. Um, let us know if yeah. you're a country. I, um, yeah, I, I think another another factor too, which is easy, I probably to overlook, is how it's has it been what like maybe a year or two years since the third of those giant uh, Viz box sets came out. So you can pretty much get like you know in a in a very easily collectible form you can get caught up with almost all of the series um at this point if you are interested and you have some some money to blow and you you're like okay I'm I'm ready for I'm ready to commit and I think that 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 is definitely paying dividends cuz you see people posting about that a lot on on Reddit and stuff like oh yeah I got my my box set um so I I feel like that you know, has that availability helps a lot too. And there's one, one more, I could talk about this forever, but there's one more <laughs> thing because this is an interesting topic to me. Um, I think, uh, not only one piece film gold being in theaters here, which I think is, you know, definitely was somewhat helpful. Um, I don't know how well it did generally in the United States, but also dragon ball super. And especially the, the movies that they've been showing theatrically, are there there was that whole generation our generation for most of us here um uh, of fans that are you know grew up in dragon ball and they're like getting back into it again it's that nostalgia thing and when they get back into it they go on crunchyroll to watch dragon ball super and oh look at this um so i and even just like seeing subway ads and stuff for for dragon ball is just such a mind-boggling thing for to me um, and, and so that mainstreamification of, of that, I think definitely translates, I, I think across the board in, in the anime and manga world, I think it, it kind of, what is it? Uh, a rising, uh, tide lifts all boats. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even explain like the reaction that my friends had when we were in Malibu. Um, and I walked by a Skechers. And <laughs> there was that oh, yeah. one piece Skechers <laughs> thing. They like, my, I was just like, guys, look at this. And you knew it was there. And, and they couldn't believe it. Like, they were like, did you know it was here? I was like, I didn't know the Skechers was here. But I didn't just... <laughs> It was great. And Uniqlo, and Uniqlo too. Yeah, the, yeah, which are which is a very popular and and fantastic um, clothing company who should definitely be our sponsor. Um, which I am wearing <laughs> one of their one piece shirts at this very moment as I speak, and it's just so crazy and cool that that's something that exists. Like if you told me that ten years ago, I mean they had they had shirts ten years ago. They were not very well designed in my opinion but the the ones out right now I'm, I'm and i could really go for like a uh like a, a silk shirt one piece with the funny like the, the dragon ball z silk shirt oh yeah and oh the, my god yeah anyway awesome. we, we gotta move on sorry okay. that, that is a hundred percent my fault uh all right just a few more on reddit uh atm 99 uh was also listening to the read through and some of the punk hazard talk got me thinking about the kuzan and akainu fight I think it would be cool if Kuzan secretly won. As he's standing over Akainu, he says, congratulations, you will be the new fleet admiral. Then he goes on to describe his plan of infiltrating Blackbeard's ranks to keep a close eye on the biggest threat this generation has seen. Does this involve self-amputating his own limbs? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure, I'm I'm sure, like, that was part of the battle, but maybe he won in the end. That is, that is a fun theory. Mm-hmm. makes his quote in, in, uh, at the end he says it makes his quote to smoker on punk hazard much more interesting it's me smoker i don't i don't get it <laughs> no when he uh, when he arrives suddenly a smoker's about to be killed uh-huh well well he, smoker asks it just what what are you exactly and i think he says well i am who i am like mm-hmm. that kind of a thing uh, i don't remember what the uh, i think i am what i am <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't remember how you translated it specifically, Steve. Okay, yeah, that's right. I guess I would have been working at that point. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what more there is to add to it, but uh, it's a cool idea. Uh, Hockey Scooch says, "What are the chances that Otama's Devil Fruit will work on Kaido since he is a dragon? I think she will have an important part to defeat Kaido." Not so much uncontrolling him, just maybe making him weaker. Well, not to give you previews of our Dressrosa context, but, you know, we've had a history of, like, thinking this side character's special power is going to come in real handy to beat the big boss. And Uh, and it has nothing to do with anything. So um, I don't want to get my You do want to eat food. So very true. Now, if she had like a special burrito fruit, or I would totally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eating a you know shirtless eat your your cheeseburger on the bed. Now that <laughs> um, she can just pull McNuggets out of her cheek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question hmm. on uh, on Reddit is from Pencils for Life, who says, "Thanks to you guys, I have been hearing Simpsons voices more and more as I read the manga." So I thought I would share who I hear some of the characters as Big Mom as Mrs. Skinner, (laughs) Oven as Principal Skinner, Opera as Barney, (laughs) Cracker as Bart, yeah, Cracker as Bart, Pudding Uh as Lisa, 
Capone as Fat Tony. Well, I mean, no, we did I that mean, too. Yeah, yeah, we've been <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Mont- Montdor as Mo. Uh, <laughs> that I like. He's kind of a, that yeah, he's kind, like. of a yeah. kind of a sad sack. But the, the difference is Montdor thinks he's in control of his life. Mo knows he is not in control of his life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no funeral. Uh, Kaido and <laughs> Kaido is Homer. Um, Gazelle Man is Lenny. And Batman as Nelson. Has this happened to you guys while reading chapters for the first time or rereading them? I'll come, um, up, with, I'll we, come up with voices at whenever. Right? Yeah, I, I feel like we just kind of come up with them when, when we do the manga recaps. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, how, I do it when I'm reading books, too. It, okay. Like, it happens. <laughs> I'll come up with any voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like it would be more likely for me if I associated a, a Simpsons character, it would be because like something about a line, like the very first line that they say, uh, you know, reminds me of some Simpsons line and that, that might, you know, like I was talking about Foghorn Leghorn, uh, in the manga recap, but, uh, you know, that, that's usually the, the way that it happens for me. It's just kind of an incidental thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's it for Reddit. Yeah, that's it for Reddit. Yeah, Ed, it's time to... Peace the Tweet! An appropriate amount of enthusiasm for this week's Peace the Tweet this week. What do we have? All right, first one comes from Elver Gunn, who says, Luffy decided Krillin is not being revived today. I like that. <laughs> um, next one comes from Emil Nordpole, who says, kind of island... Um, Oh, he would like the Straw Hats to travel to a skyscraper city or a medieval Europe. Those are definitely two that haven't appeared yet as One Piece Islands. Anyone else have uh, any any preferences since the last time anyone's asked this question? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, me, medieval Europe is is pretty close to several of the well, places yeah. that we've seen, I guess. But um, uh. I don't think there's going to be that many islands left to do. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it would be kind of weird. Like uh, if like the final Island or the ancient, the ancient civilization, it was just like those, um, that itchy and scratchy with the rats, with the big brains and everyone's just hovering around <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. It's, it is definitely harder to kind of let your imagination run wild with, with this sort of stuff at this point in the story, because we're, we're kind of so focused on like, okay, what are the last remaining, you know, steps towards the the ending? And you know, we're not we're not that close, but you know, it's kind of coming within sight, and no. so it's hard to be like, oh, what else do I want to? <laughs> you see? know, if One Piece in a way is kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog. We're about to get to Metropolis, so and this is Oil Ocean. Oh, I, I, you could say, you know, I, I usually associate Sonic the Hedgehog with like continuing something that everyone hates and <laughs> wishes was good again. And I was like, oh, I don't. I want to think about I that. I, I mean, I haven't played a Sonic game since Sonic Adventure One, so maybe my opinions. Yeah, update. that's that's probably. Possible. I was thinking mostly about Sonic Two. Anyway, uh, Luffy and Knuckles, <laughs> match made in heaven. Next one comes from Yin Tabef, who says, "I love all of the emperors. They've turned out to be incredibly powerful goofballs. Kaido's a drunk, and Big Mom is a big kid. Basically, I think it's more that being extremely powerful fucks you up." <laughs> Like these people are, aren't normal. They can't be normal. Like Kaido can't die 
and he's a massive dragon man. And Big Mom is like a giant metal balloon person who is never going to have a normal life. And so the only thing he can do is be a you know a warlord or an emperor in this case, but colloquially a war a warlord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's yeah I do I do think it's interesting with those two specifically is that uh, they're. I don't know. They're, yeah, it's like they're almost like the like the freakish NBA players of the One Piece world where it's like, you know, they may not necessarily have like more of a desire to be like powerful pirates than a lot of other characters in the series. It's just the fact that their their physical nature is just so freakish and they are so powerful that by choosing that line of of work that that path for themselves in life it's almost an inevitability that they would get to this point um it's weird that shanks is as normal as he is i mean whitebeard had that sort of family longing but and he was a relatively normal guy but he was ultimately we don't don't know very much about shanks like there's just so much to learn about shanks still yeah which i'm curious to i mean his friend is buggy so yeah right there yeah It's kind of like uh, Andre the Giant. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, next one comes from King Luffy One, who says, "I don't remember if this has been brought up before, but have we considered that Big Mom is possibly an early test subject of the NHC Ten drug, which would account for her giant size and the hunger pangs rampages? Maybe she is why Caesar was experimenting, but that would make Caesar much older than." He is right. Like, Seems very circular. Yeah, these experiments have been around for hundreds of years. That gene is in society, and people with those genes obviously can reproduce. That's how we have characters like Ors Junior or Kaido or any of the other big people. Which is an interesting line of thought for how we get people like Kinemon or Kiku. Which also is interesting about the the history of Wano. How did those people get into Wano? Are they part of the giant civilization? Is that how they knew how to make those carvings on the pony glyphs? It's an interesting line of thought. But uh, it doesn't need to necessarily be related to Caesar in his most recent, because we know this is something that is well established in the One Piece world. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, actually, a similar question comes from Ghost Starch, who says, I think at some point Kaido was a test subject of Punk Hazard. Maybe Big Mom helped him escape for whatever reason. That's the lifelong debt he has. A lot of Could Punk explain Hazard how she talk. got the... Yeah, you could explain how she got the blueprints to the labs on the island. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. Next one comes from Cracker Jakku, who says, People theorize that Teach will fight and maybe kill Shanks in the near future. What if he single-handedly destroys Shanks' entire crew? No one in One Piece has ever done that to an Emperor's crew, so it would be a great way to hype him up as a final opponent for Luffy. Yeah, that would that would suck, man. That would do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, bye, Usopp. Sorry, Usopp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hmm. he's killing two two dads at once. What about Rockstar? <laughs> no one cares Who? about Rockstar. Who? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's going to show up. Wait, no, guys. I'm the survivor. I'm the surviving member. Oh, no, that's too bad. They were all wiped out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That one welder guy asks, hey, OPP, if the Straw Hats played Smash Brothers, who would they main? Um, Okay. Someone help me out here. I don't know. Yeah, who's our Smash? I don't Smash enough. That's me. Um, (laughs) uh, 
let's see. Zoro would probably mean uh, probably Ike. He's mm, Sanji would probably mean maybe Fox. Um, Luffy would probably ah. This is a mm, see. I don't know. These are ah uh, weird question. <laughs> Um, I think, I think, uh, the, the only straw hat that I could see playing Smash Brothers ad nauseum would maybe be Usopp. And I think that he would probably mean somebody, um, more technical like Ness or even Jigglypuff. Hmm. That's, that's my two cents on the map. I understood most of those words. Yeah. Okay, the uh, next one comes from Braden73, who says, If there is a devil fruit that can send, that can only send people to the future, do you think that there is a devil fruit that can only send people to the past? Yeah, sure there could be, but there, no one's going to do that, because sending people to the past, that's, that's, that's just bad storytelling. Also, like, the only... That's, like where, the that's on- where time travel gets messy. Very messy. Yeah. Well, and also, like, the only way I think that would work is if... Like it was a future person who teleported into the present day because mm. they're not. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. That's that. That's the. That, that's the part of time travel storytelling that people people usually have the most trouble with. Yeah. Next question comes from Nura G one two three. It says, "Hey OPP, what is your favorite arc to marathon and why?" Choppers from Island. Lead. I was gonna say from Island. It's it's, it's short, short and it's yeah it's so good. that or maybe Jaya. I have Marathon Jaya. It's hard to mar- marathon any any longer arc, but I'll definitely like marathon parts of Water Seven. So and um, I, I so. like because there's just so much like that. Like marathon is kind of a weird word. I would pick up the book. I I pick up uh, Zoe a lot and just like. Read, reread it because there's just so much in there, especially now. Yeah. Well, see, so I don't important. think about marathoning when I read manga. I just mostly think of marathoning I mean, I, as watching something. I, I like, because I, I can, I can, you know, it's with reading it, it's so easy to just pick it up and read a few chapters because you can do it at your own pace. Uh, Whiskey Peak is the one that I find myself often revisiting because hmm. um, it's just really short and sweet and it's really fun. Uh, next one comes from McBrice who says, do you know the Muffin Man? Also, Wanzi is cool. <laughs> Sorry, um, the second part was the only reason I read that one because that's not yeah, a, that's what it sounded like. Express like very often. Alternate universe, uh, uh, Steve. <laughs> I um, I recently found this is this is uh, you know, uh, apropos of almost nothing, but I recently found out coincidentally that there is a town in I think Belgium called Wanzi. So there Those you go. Poor, poor people. Now you know it too. And uh, final one comes from Pratsky84, who says, Is it just me, or does it seem like there's some connection between Momo and Kaido's transformations being hinted at here? As soon as Kaido shows up as a dragon, Momo is suddenly in dragon form. Could explain Momo's inability to control his power. It's just you. That's <laughs> <laughs> me, Alex. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We talked about this in the manga recap. Uh, is that everything, Ed? That's the last one. All right, so we have a special trivia coming up, along with round and off. So you guys ready? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sounds so excited, Stephen. 
This has been a really fantastic episode 543 of the One Piece podcast for um, October, what is it, 29th, uh, 2018, Halloween week. Um, yeah, cool stuff. So uh, thank you all for coming on. Um, why don't we uh, go around the horn, tell, tell people where they could contact us. Uh, Steven, where could people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Translatosaurus. Uh, Jill. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Skype at Piratess on Luck. Reg. I have Twitter at Ochimusha108. You guys are good at this. Maddie. You can find me on Twitter at Oh That's Raspberry. You can also find me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Oh That's Raspberry. And uh, I have a postcard club, and November's postcard is a One Piece postcard. So it's good time awesome to one. join. It's a so Wano postcard. It is a Wano. It is very relevant. Yeah. I have to sign up. Pretty cool. I have to put my money where my mouth is. Or is that how that works? Um, <laughs> Alex. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at dude exclamation all on word. Um, uh, I probably won't finish October because I got so caught up with everything else, but maybe I will. I don't know. Just keep an eye out. Also, uh, listen to my other podcast with Joey Weiser and Scott Dremen called Toho Yaro, a Japanese film club podcast. Our current episode is uh, Godzilla vs. Monster Zero with special guest Grant from the Blade Looking Thieves podcast. Our next episode um, will probably be late because um, we've... Uh, our schedules are all out of whack and we have to figure out when to record. So yeah. November's um, third month, I think for everyone. It kind of is. Yep. Yep. Um, Ed, uh, where could the good people contact all of us? Well, I've actually got a, a new Twitter account that I set up this weekend for old weird trailers that I find on the all used anime DVDs that I buy. So if you go to Weeb Trailers, uh, you can check out some of the interesting ones I put up. There is one for like a, a single disc of like the middle of Utena. Uh, the giant robo one was pretty good. Probably shouldn't advertise it or else it's going to get taken down by, let's say, Toy. <laughs> it's all it's all promotion, man. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's true. It is all trailers. Posting their promotional material. Oh, can you please repost that Dragon Ball Z website trailer if you're going to be posting old trailers? <laughs> that used to be that used to be my pinned tweet. I know. I'm, so I might put it back up there. That's a very good. Are you tired of the old Dragon Ball Z website? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. All right. Um, yeah, but as for uh, getting us directly, I'm Edward E. One Piece on Twitter. You're Zach underscore Logan. Podcast can be found at onepiecepodcast.com, twitter.com, youtube.com, and facebook.com slash onepiecepodcast. Onepiecepodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Onepiecepodcast is our Skype name. Our subreddit is r slash onepiecepodcast. You can leave us some piece together there. Please support us, patreon.com slash onepiecepodcast. You can subscribe on SoundCloud. You can subscribe on Google Play. You can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Call us on our phone number, Zach. That phone number is 347497 Maji. Maji. That phone number again is 347497 6254. Four. Call. Drunk dial us anytime. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> With your. With your questions, comments, theories, or whatever pops into your head at that moment. Um, I should just do that for the rest of the York drunk dialogues. Um, you know our number. So, it's Jill's birthday, everyone. So, I have a special Jill's birthday quiz. Because Jill, oh, hates, Jill hates trivia. So, I'm going to make it about something that Jill loves. 
Okay. How many spots are on Trafalgar Law's hat? No. <laughs> Guys, who is Jill's favorite character? So Jill, don't Shira answer. Hoshi. Yeah, so we're going to do a trivia uh, round all about Shira Hoshi. Oh my god, now I have so much more pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no, we'll be out so fast. <laughs> You're um, not going to screw up on your birthday, are you, Jill? Yeah. <laughs> All the figures staring at me while you're doing this. <laughs> well, the first question, Jill, is how many Shirahoshi figures? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to answer this I'm one correctly, but I'm that. curious. Uh, give it give it like an estimate. I, I at just a glance, know. probably at least 20. Okay. Damn. Yeah. that's So I am happy that's that impressive. this is what we're doing this week. Um, usually with Greg, I would try and find something like, what's the substance in Skypea called that they use to build houses, Greg? Pyrobloin, I would reply. Yes. Um, I'm still happy we named an episode after It's a that. hazard. Yeah, it's a hazard. It is a hazard. Um, <laughs> um, that is a deep cut. Anyway, uh, so these questions vary in difficulty from easy to difficult um, in no particular order. Um, some of these are number related, so if you're not able to get the exact number, I will give the point um, to the person who gets closest. Um, so we're going to go in the same order that we did the uh, manga recap. So it's going to be Steven, Greg, Jill, uh, Alex, and Ed. Um, some, again, easy. Some hard. Whoever gets the most points at the end wins Tayaki. Um, so uh, let's start. How old is Shira Hoshi? Steven. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Jill, Jill is about to choke you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 15. Um, I'll let everyone guess and I'll say, if you get exact, by the way, with the number, I'll give you an extra point. Um, uh, Greg. I feel that she's 15, but for some reason I'm going to say 16. Um, Alex. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chill, chill, chill. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm going to kill myself. Uh, I think it's 16. Alex. Uh, she, sure. How she is 16. And Ed. 16. Yeah. So this isn't, this isn't fair because now Ed, but and we're going to go, are just gonna no, we're going to go around in a different <laughs> order. We're going to, we're going to okay. move uh, for each round. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll let everyone guess. That'll, that'll make it fair too. So everyone except Steven gets two points. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you win most of these. So it's, it's okay. Um, when is Shiro Hoshi's birthday? We're going to start with Greg this round. Ah, her birthday. I remember this one well. It's January 20th. Shut up, Greg. <laughs> That's a poker face if I've ever heard That's one. That's Inauguration Day. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, uh, Jill. Uh, April 7th. Um, Alex. Let's see. Hoshi. Um, let's see. Um, June 4th. Ed? April 20th. And Stephen? <laughs> I'm going to say May 10th. Jill is obviously closest. The answer is April 4th. Are you kidding? I made that up completely. She said the April? 7th. Wow. That left no well, impact on It's probably because she, 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 she,
just making a joke with April 20th, but I was kind of mostly, <laughs> See, mostly I was, a 420 I was, joke, yeah. I was thinking about, like, yeah, Shira Hoshi, but, like, Hoshi, like, but maybe Hoshi was, like, close to it all. So, like, Roku said, and... I said oh. May because Mermaid. Oh, <laughs> that would have been clever as hell if it were in English. Um, okay, um, next one, Jill gets to start. She is in the lead, by the way. Um, height. Uh, you could do this in either meters or feet and inches, if you'd like. Okay, I looked this up, like, a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> as you do as 15 one does. meters um okay um well actually okay so we have to do it in meters now though because otherwise this is going to be very complicated yeah. for me to do so th- let's stick with meters since uh jill set the standard here all right um so let's greg do. i'm sorry yeah, alex is next and that fever heart, that fever card hasn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, with the, on the cover of the binder, you can tell her how. Oh yeah. Is. Oh yeah, she is on the binder. Although, but she is also sitting, so. Yeah. And you can't see her face. She's uh, also on that color spread from recently. I've see. actually slid down her stomach before. <laughs> Jealous. I, I, I remember that. That was that. Um. Uh, was that an Odaiba or... or her tail? Her tail. I missed the down Yeah, that was Odaiba. Yeah, United States of Odaiba. Yeah. Um, Let's see. That seems. Hmm. Uh, let's I'm going to give a Luffy time is... limit for this. <laughs> Three meters is what? Is uh, nine feet. feet. Uh, ten feet. Yeah, nine feet. It's you That's just like... triple the amount, basically. Um, hmm. I'll say, I'll say fourteen meters. Okay. Um. I'm going to need to write these down if you're doing them. But you said 15, Jill? Yeah, 15. Um, uh, 14. Um, Ed? Uh, 20 meters. Steven? All right, well, I guessed 15 years old, and I was wrong. So I'm going to say 16 meters this time. And um, <laughs> Greg? Wow. Ah, I, I'm actually torn between exactly what Steven and Ed picked. <laughs> um, uh, I trust Steven... 16. Okay, going to give a point to each Stephen and Greg. The answer is <gasps> 17. Oh, uh, uh, close. Oh. Um, okay. Let's keep going with the Shirohoshi trivia. <laughs> who who is the seiyu for Shirohoshi? Oh my god. Uh, uh first one to start here is I think Alex you're, you're next, right? Oh no. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, this is gonna sound awful. Let's see here. Oh God! And if you get uh, both names and one person only gets one, and then the one with both name gets two points, and the one with one gets one. Oh boy! Same, same go. for some of the questions with two names. Yeah. Uh <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna abstain from this one because there's nothing I can say that is going to be right. It's just gonna make me <laughs> sound just, like an you idiot. You could just say I don't know. It's fine. I, um, <coughs> no, because if I say that, I'm going to get slimed. I know how this works. <laughs> how did you know I had a slime thing in your apartment, in your, in your house? Well, look, as long as I, I, I don't say that or water, I'm going to be, oh, shit. <laughs> um, are, are you saying I don't know? That's yes, fine. that's exactly what I'm saying. Ed, Ed. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Steven. I've never even heard her, her Japanese <laughs> voice actress, so uh, I don't know. No, Greg, uh, this is an easy one. It's obviously uh, Akio Otsuka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jill, 
I don't know. Okay, the answer is wow. Yukana Nogami. Um, so do I, I, so I get close. a point because I'm the only one who answered? Oh, that was a <laughs> uh, Nah, I'm sorry, Greg. I, 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 I was about to say yes, but everyone groaned. Um, <laughs> Ed, uh, you, you get first tips. This one is, is somehow much harder. Uh, who is the English voice actor for Shirohoshi? Trina Nishimura. Uh, Steven. Colleen Clinkenbeard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg. Right. Uh, this one is actually little known fact. Akio Otsuka. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex. I mean, sorry, chill, chill. I don't know. Alex. Uh, Caitlin Glass. Steve. Well, obviously, it's Breen April. Yep, so. Steve got that one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. I actually have. I I, uh, I remember that one now. Hill. <laughs> Steve entered wait, wait, wait. the game. I got one. I got one. I got Steve one. entered the game and he is in second place. A third place. Actually, second place. I got, I got one. I got one. <laughs> Who played the Joker? Joker. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, Steve, we're doing sure. Gets the reference in. He's got it. Steve, Steve just joining us. We're doing sure Hoshi trivia for Jill's birthday. Look, you don't Feel- get to complain. Oh, so it's birthday. Happy birthday. Is, like, is your birthday like as of this recording or as of as this, of this recording? Hold on, yeah. Steve. Don't don't change the subject, man. Isn't there something that you don't that you want that you'd like to ask me? <laughs> Spill the beans. Spill the beans, Steve. Just say it. Will you marry me? Oh my god! <gasps> it's happening. Why? Oh my god! I didn't think you'd actually do it. Well, what's the answer? What's the answer, Alex? The answer is yes. Oh my yes, God. I will. Mazel tov! The trivia was actually worth it. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be worth like five donuts. <laughs> that's, that's what I was waiting for you to ask me all this time. That's why I constantly finish your sentences because we're meant to be. Okay. I have more Sandwich. questions. <laughs> I also okay. do that. Uh, Steve, you're the first one who has to answer. This 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 one's easy. Uh, can everyone name... You know what? These are too easy. Let me just do harder ones, actually. Cause wow. How many are there? I have a lot. <laughs> okay, what is the age in which Shirohoshi first uses her Poseidon powers? Uh, Steve. <laughs> um... Whoever gets closest gets one. If you get it correct, you get two points. Trivia is moving too Well, slow. by then, by then, <laughs> I'm, I'm skipping she was already somebody's. getting hit on by uh, <laughs> that means the other Hoagie Jones. Uh, Van Van face. That means <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say five years old. <laughs> um, uh, Steven. Uh, eight. Greg. Uh, uh, seven. Um, Jill. Six? Alex. Four. Ed is getting pizza, so he says zero. Uh, guess who got that one exactly correct? Jill. Oh. Well, I just <laughs> figured Oda probably like ten years ago this happened. Uh, seven. That's a good point, actually. Steven, uh, what kind of fish is Shirohoshi? 
Oh, uh, she is a. Oh my gosh, it's in. I know it in Japanese. And you could do a I'm poker face and now. pretend you know it. You you missed huh? the last question. Remember, you could do a it's poker a, face and pretend you know it exactly, even if you don't. God, is it a gurumi kissing gurumi or something like that? Well, I don't know the jap. I should probably look up the Japanese version. <laughs> I only know the English. Japanese is a big big kissu. So, um, there you go. I don't know if okay, Greg. This is gonna come off as completely like sure, Greg. But uh, my guess is also kissing Gurumi, and the reason behind that is because even if it's wrong, uh, is because I love that uh, Korean movie Shuri, which was based on kissing Gurumi. Um, Jill. Well, I'm gonna go with kissing Gurumi. <laughs> uh, Alex. I'm gonna go with. Hmm. <laughs> That's, <not> mm. <laughs> That's uh, it. I'm hanging up. <laughs> is, is it kissing Gurumi? <laughs> no, she's a blobfish. Next question. <laughs> okay, this, That's this. the lesser known sister. Ed, you're thinking, saying blobfish? Thinking, yeah. Steve? Yes, I'm saying blobfish. <laughs> I wish it was. Steve. Yummy with mayonnaise. You could eat your pizza while we do this. It's fine. Steve. Oh, clearly. Okay. It's pretty April, so. <laughs> <laughs> so the technical answer in English is smelt whiting. And I have smelt. No... Is that Ew. different? Oh. Smelt whiting, of course. Is yes. that different from? Uh... That's what I said. Okay. Do you guys want to continue or should I end there? I have plenty more. Keep going. No, keep going. Let's just open the Wikipedia. Let's see this play out. Her okay. birthday, her birthday present from you, Zach, is this game ends. <laughs> Did I win yet? I think I think Ed's the only one who really is hating this. So um, I have to continue. Um, what <laughs> you're gonna hate this one, Ed? <laughs> Ed left. Oh, Ed left. Ed left. <laughs> that is just perfect. Um. Okay, first one goes to Greg. This one goes to Ed Lost, obviously. Greg, uh, what yeah. was Shiroshi's rank in the popularity poll, the fifth popularity poll? Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, wow. Oh, even I want out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fifth? Is that the most recent? Uh, oh, Ed George no. back. <laughs> no. No, it can't be, yeah. It was um, the sixth was the recent one, right? Okay, so this had to be back a little bit ago. So she would have been a little bit more popular. Let's say, uh, let's say twenty-seven. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, okay, twenty-seven says Greg, uh, Jill. Fourteen. Wow. That seems high. I don't know if I'm just Alex biased. Twenty-six. Ed. Sixteen. Um, Steve. <laughs> what was the? What was this? Uh, uh, popularity the popularity poll. The latest one. No, no, no the previous. I love a crumb cake. Uh, he's not even keeping a score. Twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like M. Steven. Oh, uh, I think Steve actually stole the number that's in my head. Uh, I'm gonna say twenty-four. Um. Uh, Greg got one away at 28. Ooh. Fuck yeah. <laughs> wow. We're going to do one more question since it's oh, actually kind of close, close to chill. 
Um, and also because Ed's going to literally murder me if I continue. Um, <laughs> hey, it's an hour later where you are, dude. That's <laughs> Then why are you murdering me? Um, what chapter was Shirohoshi's um, uh, first appearance? Uh, the fr- uh, oh, I'm sorry. The first one goes to uh, Jill. Well, shit. I'm so bad at this. Yeah, I'll pick one. Uh, uh, what are we on? 900 something? We're on 922. Gonna give you guys uh, time limits. <laughs> <laughs> to say a number, it really doesn't matter. Uh, 580. Um, I Alex. At all. Okay, so if Dressrosa starts at 700... Stop doing math. <laughs> well, I'm bad at math anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, I thought we determined this. <laughs> yeah, we're I'm all, basically awful at this. Uh, let's see here. Uh, carry the one. Carry the three. Nah, he's going to be wrong. Differential <laughs> equation. Just say the answer! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 523. Okay, that's not the answer. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> Ed. Oh. 555. Five, five. Uh, Steve. Just like uh, Herman Cain. The hell is the question? <laughs> Shirohoshi's first appearance was in what chapter? Ugh. Uh. Go. Let's see. That was like. Stop thinking about it. Just say a number. <laughs> no, because I gotta do the thing. Was it six hundred and yeah, yeah, six hundred and seventeen? Okay, uh, Stephen. Six twenty-one. And Greg. All right. She. Time skip is what, like 601, 602? Oh, shit. She she appears early, relatively early in the arc. Let's throw a nice even. Let's uh, 610. Oh, my God. 612. It's a tie between Greg and Jill. So I will end (laughs) by asking, what was the name of the tower Shirohoshi was locked in? Greg. Uh... Tower of Confinement. Jill. Shell Tower? Yep, hard shell tower. I'll take it. Whoa! Jill is our winner. Good job, hey, guys. That was the only God, one I actually knew. Yeah, I'd have the, to quit one piece if I had lost that Six to five. <laughs> Everyone else had two, and Steven, only one Shirohoshi. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the One Piece Podcast, everyone. We'll see you next week. My name is Zach. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alex and Steve are here too. Goodbye, everyone. Hey, yes, <laughs> we are. Goodbye. And we're getting married. Yay. Trafalgar married. We're getting Trafalgar lawfully married. But can Alex be a groomsman at his own wedding? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>